Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. As you may have noticed, one of the high holy days of the professional wrestling calendar was upon us this past weekend with SummerSlam happening Saturday night in Detroit. Aside from the obligatory Kid Rock appearance, it seems like things went pretty well for WWE's summertime staple. At least that's what we're guessing, since neither one of us got a chance to check out the whole thing. But far be it for us to allow a lack of preparation to stop us from opening our pie holes and barfing out an opinion or two. So we'll be checking out two of the four main events and providing some commentary for matches in this episode 138 SummerSlam, a tale of two matches. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who once wrestled a wild wombat after he took a wrong turn on his scooter coming back from the office. He has been my partner in idiocy for over two decades and has been medically cleared after several rabies tests and oddly enough three rectal examinations i give you the man they call him greetings and salutations my friend how are you i'm doing quite well and yourself sir i'm doing well and was that wombat a scroll i don't know it might have been (laughs) who's that or a womp rat (laughs) well that was the one i was trying to think of but i'm like i can't remember exactly what that was it was a it was a creature of great contention or jabroni so or was it Mephisto? Ah, uh, there you <laughs> go. Good I mean, you can't say that it wasn't Mephisto, so it might have been Mephisto. You know, with Loki season two around the corner, I think we have to uh, oh, bring back Mephisto for the Loki real or jabroni. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll have to get its own theme song. Mephisto Watch 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And you know, you know that that Jimmy Dice would have some odd uh, with anything having to do with something called Mephisto. He would have something off. Uh, what to say? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so we are going to dive into our thoughts on at least a part of some, like a quarter of SummerSlam. Not even a quarter. Yeah, normally Four. we do a review, right? Yeah. Nor- normally we do a match by match breakdown. Unfortunately, uh, for for the man they call Tim and Uncle Todd, uh, our, our schedules have have gotten a bit busy. I, I think Uncle yeah. Todd's still trying to retrieve his from the dumpster fire. I've given uh, up. Yeah, and so uh, and and even better, uh, man. They called Tim was was a couple uh, bourbons in, so Just you know it's gonna. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so probably while we're watching, it'll be like, oh, I didn't realize they did that because I must have blacked out for like you know two minutes or something somewhere in there. So that's right. That's yeah. Right. So, uh, but well, before we dive in, because I'm I, I'm ready to start commenting on the the event as a whole, but I'm going to hold off yeah. here because we have a week we have a week in geek segment, par mm-hmm. excellence, brought to us of course by the man they call Tim. The week in geek. Feels so funky. Uh, what do we got for this episode? Uh, so we're going to kick off the week in Geek with a little, uh, a couple of Star Wars items and then a little bit of Loki Season 2. So starting oh. off, uh, 
courtesy of our friends over at uh, CBR.com, a, a brief article on uh, Lars Milkinson uh, discussing uh, or teasing uh, Thrawn's brutality uh, and, and the way, uh, you know, he kind of got into character and his concerns about Do whether it. he could in, get into character. Do um, that's right. Uh, but but really what <clears throat> what I'm gleaning from this article and what he's calling Thrawn's brutality, and it's really, I guess, a semantic argument, is, you know, he, he gets into the, the idea of, uh, you know, that Grand Admiral Thrawn, he's brutal to a certain point, but he's not stupid, Mil- Milkinson said, and he, he mm. utilizes the creativity around him. Um, he doesn't just kill people for fun, but he's sort of like seven pages ahead of everyone else. And this is something we've, we've talked about at great length uh, uh, between you and I on the show and then uh, with... Uh, with Jimmy Dice when we had our our little book review of the original Tron uh, Thron trilogy, God Tron and Tron as well. Uh, Why not? And Tron as well. But uh, but yeah, his his main point, uh, and, and later in, in the article, he he discusses how you know because originally he he was the voice actor for Thrawn in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, he was concerned would he be able to bring the same menace and and the same you know kind of uh, tone to the character that he brought you know just through the voice acting in live action. But uh, he said after hours of makeup and prosthetics, he felt he could embody the blue skin alien commander better than he expected. Well, sir, after several hours of makeup and prosthetics, I'm sure you got to say that. Otherwise this whole thing is, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit of a, a little bit of a joke, but nonetheless, uh, excited to see him in his debut, uh, as, as, uh, this character comes to life, uh, for reals, uh, in a few weeks with Soka uh, kicking off here at the end of August. So, um, Sir, thoughts on this? Uh, I, I, a little bit of old hat for us, to be perfectly honest, and, and that's really the the extent of the article. It was a little blurb from him on his uh, ability to to play this character, as well as you know him talking about just the just the chess master that 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 Grand Admiral Thrawn is. He 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 is a character that thinks several moves ahead. There are a lot. There's a lot of re, you know redirection or indirection going on with um, you know some of his plans. And we, as we talked about with the Mandalorian season three, there was one episode in particular where we. we thought it would lead to his debut because the way things played out was very thrawn like mm-hmm. you know there, there there was there was different points of indirection going on um that that led to the the heroes just barely escaping by the skin of their teeth and that's and i'm excited to see that because as we talked about we really haven't seen a character like this who thinks so far ahead and puts you know r- really puts the heroes on their heels because he is anticipating their next move but what say you sir I think that is it's a good it's a good way to talk about Thrawn's brutality like the the idea of that because you don't you don't necessarily think of him in that way but there is a brutality to what he's doing mm-hmm. um to me the first thing that popped into my head was and it's an odd connection but hey that's what we do on this show um Paul Sorvino's character in Goodfellas mm. and the idea that Paulie is you know he does he doesn't move fast he doesn't move fast cuz he doesn't have to move for nobody and he kind of is this quiet guy who doesn't have to tell you in charge cuz there's no doubt that he is and he is a thinker he is ahead of the game until you know he gets sold out but um but that <laughs> idea of like there's no doubt that he would have someone offed there's yeah. no doubt that he would that he would do what needs to be done there is yep. just that aura about him, and that's, but it doesn't come out of rage, which is the thing that separates Thrawn from a lot of the, well, pretty much every other 
you know, baddie in Star Wars is because, you know, they're coming at it from a place of anger or, you know, or, or just hubris or whatever. And to him, it's, it ain't personal. It's just business. Yeah. You know, it's just business. And if he has to wipe out a couple thousand people, all right, so be it. That's, that's Mm -hmm. what, that's what it requires. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's brutal. It's, and it's almost a, a more terrifying brutality because of the coldness of it. Yeah. Because it isn't personal. And right. so therefore right. anything is really on board as long as it as long as the numbers add up to what this guy wants it to add up to. Yeah. And that's kind of a it, it's a very cold-blooded c- calculation that almost makes you more uncomfortable. It's like when you when you deal with the people who, you know, it, the the crimes of passion where you're like well i mean yeah they got carried away they were they kind of lost it there and it was the heat of the moment as opposed to like they say well that person was they killed them in cold blood like they weren't mm. worked up they planned it and they just did it that's yeah. almost more terrifying that because you're like oh my gosh a person can do that what one, one one scene i hope they i don't know if they would do it in the ahsoka series or well actually the the series seems like maybe the right place to do it and not the movie that you know maybe coming um heir to the empire but um which is not officially announced but it's been quasi kind of announced Mm. um if you remember i I think it is in the first book heir to the empire where um there's a scene on the uh what's the name of the ship the 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 chimera or something like that chimera Chimera. the, the chimera thank you um where one of his uh one of his you know gun gunners or 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 whoever kind of sets up the big guns to go fire you know makes a mistake Mm. and in that scene thrawn talks to the soul to 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 the officer about what he did you know incorrectly and what he will do differently the next time Mm -hmm. and the reason why i think it'd be interesting for them to bring that scene to life is because and, and this plays into the brutality piece, but also the 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 core difference between Thrawn as a villain versus other Imperials we've seen before. Other Imperials, Vader, the Emperor, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a few others, but, Hux, but there's, I mean, any Hux, of the, right. any of like these guys, even there's as, a brutality yeah. to them. Like if you screw up, you're going to get killed basically or Mm -hmm. or severely you know punished in 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 a very very negative and hurtful way thrawn on the other hand he has this menace like in in you know the imperial serving on his ship probably are well aware of how things used to be as Mm. part of the imperial regime Mm -hmm. and he kind of plays on that a little bit but he also shows some mercy and some grace in in the process and, you know, as we talked about when we discussed the book, in, in some ways it, it almost builds more loyalty and trust in his crew in him because now it's like, okay, if I screw up, he may not necessarily, you know, like, like he may give me another chance sort of yeah. thing. Like, like I, I will follow this, this man into, you know, uh, battle uh, or, or, or into, into the fray, no matter what it might be, because I know at the end of the day, he's, he's not this, this mindless, you know, kind of killer. Mm-hmm. And I think that aspect of his character, I, I hope they, they kind of show that in some way, shape or form, because that will contrast him very much to the archetype that has been portrayed so far of imperial officers and imperial leaders, which has been punish, destroy, kill the, the, the idiot, even though mm-hmm. much of 
the mistakes that end up getting made by the empire are really coming from the leadership, not necessarily oh, yeah. from the ones carrying out the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I just think that would be kind of an interesting thing to to contrast it. And, and I haven't gotten to the season in Rebels yet. When when um, I'm almost I'm basically almost done season one. I got to couldn't believe season two has 22 freaking episodes. I got to get through to get to season three. Pretty oh, sure crap. all of the all of the seasons have 22 after the first. No, one. first one's got 16. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. But I mean, the I think after that first season, then they all have yeah. 22 after that. Two, well, two and three do, and then I think four may have 16 as well. I, I got to okay. look again. Or tw- it might be a shorter run. But anyways, my, my whole point is um, I got to see like how he was portrayed in that show because – you know, he, it, it sounds like he kind of gives them a run for their money to the point where it ends the way it ends and, you know, he disappears. But yeah, to have him come back and kind of show the way that he kind of dissects his opponents and almost leads them into certain scenarios because of their tendencies and then corners them mm-hmm. is, it, I, I, I'm just excited to see a villain of that, of that caliber portrayed on star wars and 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 i'm hoping that it really brings about kind of a rebirth of, of interest in you know the villains that that they can create for this franchise you know of of that of that style indeed all right i think we've beat that one to death uh oh, next sure. one next one uh we're gonna jump from star wars over to loki and then back to star wars so uh this one uh yeah. courtesy- Thank you. Courtesy of our friends uh, from ScreenRant.com. The title of this one, Loki Season 2's new villain, in parentheses, not Kang, can bring back a Phase 3 icon the MCU forgot existed. And uh, this article gets into, uh, I believe in the last trailer, I didn't notice this um, because, again, I'm not... I'm not deep in the lore, but apparently there was a quick blurb or a scene where uh, of a Marvel villain known as Zaniac. Are you familiar with Zaniac? I am not familiar with the Zaniac. Okay, well, Zaniac um, apparently has a connection He's a Zaniac, to Zaniac. Oh. Oh. oh no! I'm doing you the, the chips music lined up. No, but I was doing the flash dance dance here. Okay. I was, All right. Well, I now need to finish the show from. A, a, a like a reclining position i was gonna say are you like for like is your back like locked up now or uh my <laughs> hip has gone out uh but apparently zaniac uh has links to dr strange's first mcu antagonist dormammu uh, ah. apparently in the comics uh zaniac is the name that one of the hosts of a demonic uh, or yeah, a demonic entity sent from the dark dimension assumes after transforming themselves into a werewolf-like monster inspired by a horror movie called Zaniac. Hmm. Uh, this demon, whose first host on Earth, would go on to assassinate multiple women and become known as Marvel's in-universe Jack the Ripper, was hmm. sent to Earth from the dark dimension by Dormammu. Whoever this demon chose as a host would act as an extension of Dormammu's will, although the host would retain some agency. So, the idea being that um, if this, in fact, is one of the big bads of Loki season two, that could it uh, basically then revive or bring back uh, Dormammu for a potential Doctor Strange three film that has not been announced. But but the article here is just postulating uh, if if this connection continues, do, do we see Dormammu coming back and Doctor Strange having to battle him in some new movie? Hmm. Thoughts on this, sir? I hope we don't see Dormammu again. It was nice while it lasted, but uh, done with that. I think it's thin. Um, yeah. I think at this point, yeah. it, you know, everybody's just trying to find something other than Kang to talk about. 
because we're you know I mean I saw it I saw an oh. article today yeah. on Reddit where uh, Jonathan Majors uh, lawyers have come out and and are are pleading his case in the in the uh, out oh, in the dear. public as as Ron White might say out in the public um, that uh, this is this has damaged his career. And that he is, you know, he has suffered from this. And I'm like, okay, well, Where, where's this video that you've been saying that's going to totally exonerate him? I'm kind of curious to see that before we talk about how much Johnny is, uh, has really suffered in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is a mess. It sounds like on par with the with the Depp Heard situation because I uh. apparently from this, I guess, I guess the the woman who is the ex in question is not in New York. And I guess it, like when she r- comes back to New York, there's an arrest warrant for her or something. I don't, I, I didn't get too deep into it. Cause I'm like, I just can't, I can't mm-hmm. spend too much time on this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think everybody's just trying to, trying to find something other than, than, uh, than Johnny majors and Kang to talk yeah. about because we're just all kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. Um, until you know the other shoe drops and then marvel uses that shoe to either kick him to the curb or kick him back into the centerpiece of their uh their phases here um yeah it's maybe maybe not i don't know i honestly don't care um i'm just i throw one other connection out there for you just to see if it convinces you please so if if you remember from uh, the Multiverse of Madness post-credit scene, we we are introduced to Charlize Theron's character, mm-hmm. Clea, uh, and apparently in the comics, Clea's entire family is tied to the Dark Dimension, mm. where Dormammu is from, uh, including the fact uh, that Dormammu is her uncle. So, Uncle Dormammu, that... uh, he's a he's a silly one. Let me uncle tell you, Uncle Dormammu, Dormammu. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> from the other night you okay you having, having hey. some flashbacks <laughs> dormammu <laughs> give me a give me a double knee to dormammu <laughs> <laughs> you ever have a dormammu you got some zambuca <laughs> what's the proof rating on that dormammu <laughs> That's barrel-proof to a mamu. You don't want to mess with that. Okay, okay. That's uh, yeah, 125 proof in Dark Dimension distilled. Uh, in wine barrels, baby. In yeah. wine barrels. <laughs> Good God. Uh-huh. Anyways, Clea, as we know in the post-credit scenes, uh, opened a portal to the dark dimension after warning strange about an incursion that he caused and, uh, and pulls him in kind of into it, I believe. And so the thought is, you know, she is basically pulling him into the dark dimension and would this, uh, basically be, uh, him reconnecting with that villain. So Hmm. we will have to see, uh, if that actually, uh, comes to fruition for, for as of right now there is no doctor strange three announced i don't believe so mm-hmm. uh not even in a holding pattern um yeah as, as doubtful anything about. will be with the way that everything is shifting around now oh boy bob's dropping the axe on everything so <laughs> well i mean between bob and the and the and the writing oh, and acting gosh. strike and everything else i mean well, well fair enough yeah yeah uh, you know why announce anything new you're pushing back just the stuff that you're already kind of committed to yeah you know by months and in some cases a year yeah Ugh. yeah you know if they just listen to teddy kgb you know 
pay them. Pay them Damn. their money. That's pay what we want. Money. Absolutely. I need money. All right. And uh, jumping back to Star Wars, uh, this was an article I found uh, actually last month. Uh, it's been, I've been deferring this one a little bit uh, back on July 25th. Um, and this is from C, again, from CBR.com. A Knights of the Old Republic series could fix Star Wars' issues. And uh, for those who are not initiated, uh, okay. Knights of the Old Republic, uh-huh. uh, this is a, uh, a, a RPG-style video game that uh, was big uh, back in, I believe it came out in 2003, and uh, captured the imagination of the video gaming fan base at the time. It was it was a uh, a different kind of, of game, um, you know, really trying to encapsulate the decision making aspect of what you do when you play an RPG. Um, so not not necessarily a, it's not like a Star Wars: The Old Republic that I've talked about before, where you're kind of running around and shooting things. You're you're following a storyline. You have to make choices, and and those choices lead to other choices. You know, kind of like choose your own adventure sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically, uh, what, what this game is most known for is its twist. It's because you basically, mm. for half the game, you're playing a character who doesn't remember their past at all. And, uh, and you're trying to, um, basically, as part of the story, you're, you're trying to unlock the secrets of this thing called the Star Forge, which is basically uh, an automated shipyard that is imbued with dark side energy, can create an unstoppable army. And, of course, there is a Darth luring, you know, in, in, the, in the behind the scenes, Darth Moloch, that you're trying to stop, you know, from, from doing things. <laughs> is this sort of like a guy, is this like the Ed Fed of the family, though? Uh, <laughs> not quite. No, D- Darth Moloch actually is kind of a nasty looking guy he he basically has uh, apparently lost i think he lost like the bottom part of his jaw in some sort of you know battle and so he he wears it's almost like he honestly what i think this is it's like they they look at darth vader and they're like we got to come up with another villain but what can we do that we haven't done before with a face covering and someone must have said hey what if we just take the metal piece and put it over the mouth and just leave everything else, you know, visible? It's like, yeah, we haven't done that before. Let's do that. And then mm. you have Darth Malak. So, um, yeah, so he's basically this character who, who basically has this, like, metal, like, jaw. He almost reminds me of, do you remember in, in He-Man and the Masters yep, of the I Universe? I was just thinking of that, yeah. Bingo. Kind of reminds, but it doesn't move. And you know, the problem like, is, like, not a, he, every time he goes to talk. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. What exactly. What did you say? the the Uh, rats have infested your hangar basically basically i i am sorry i'm not getting it all like you know yeah yeah it really it's the cut scenes are not the best yeah so again, the idea is they would take the kind of the storyline from this game, and and the the argument here is if you turn it into a a TV show, a la the, you know like the Mandalorian, um, you know again this for for the uninitiated this takes place four thousand years you know before the events of Star Wars, so it's it's long before um, you know the Skywalker's and and all of the events that that we've you know um, been been witnessing through the shows and the oh, movies. I'm sure they'll find a way to sandwich a Skywalker in there somewhere. Yes, yes. And so w- w- one of the one of the interesting parts about the 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 story though is so you play this character who um 
you know, who, who doesn't remember who they are for about half the game. And then there is a point in the game where the twist is revealed, where you end up finding out that um, this Darth Malak had a partner uh, named Darth Revan. And you end up finding out that you are Revan, that, that, that you were your mind was wiped for whatever the storyline reason you were left for dead. You were saved and now you discover who you are you realize you're a force user you're well skilled with the lightsaber and and the ways of the force and now you go after Moloch to uh you know basically thwart his plans Finkel is Einhorn Einhorn is Finkel there you go there you go so uh it's it's I'm not doing it justice It, it is a very cool twist like I remember when I first read about the over when I was looking before I started playing Old Republic and I was looking for Star Wars games to play, which at the time there weren't a whole lot. Um, Old Republic was still still around. I don't think uh, Knights of the Old Republic is out there, but um, but yeah, there uh, the, the the story was one of the unique parts that there was just a, a great creativity there that um, if you could take that and adapt it into a television show, I think would would at least you know connect with the audience in a way that maybe some of the other shows have not quite, you know, connected. Uh, so my them. question here though is, so yes. what, how is this going to fix star Wars? That's, that's the thing that well, I think you in mentioned a couple at the top and I, and it's, I'm, I'm yeah. yes, I haven't yet seen it. So I, I, my opinion after reading this article is it's going to fix it in a couple of ways. One is, oh, wait, is this your opinion that it could fix it the, or is this the, the opinion? Of the, well, article? the opinion of the article is I'm going to parrot some of what the article says, but okay. I, I, I guess I'm saying I buy into some of the arguments of the article. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a different time period we haven't seen before. Okay. Um, one of the other pieces of, of Knights of the Old Republic is it did introduce the players to new locations uh, such as Korriban and Manan, which are planets that are uh, part of the Old Republic game and I believe have been incorporated into um, the Star Wars universe as a whole. Um, Korriban, I think, what's the character from Rebels, that creature... um, the big guy who who's kind of like the muscle of, of the group. Oh um, crap! Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he showed up in a in in the last he season. Showed up in Mando. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh. I thought he was from Korriban. Crap. Uh, or I should say, uh, oh, what's what's his, what's the swear word he always uses? Um, Calabast. Yes. <laughs> oh, is it, is it Carabash or oh, Carabash? Yeah, Carabash. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Um, I'll find so while it. you're looking that up, like one of the the highlights of the game was it introduced Zeb. players. Zeb, thank you. I think he's from Korriban. Okay, let's see here. Off it. Zeb Aurelius. Although let's... it says it's the Sith homeworld, so maybe that's not right. All right, here's 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 Wikipedia. Yes, uh, Zeb Aurelia Aurel whatever. Um, Commonly known as Zeb, male Lassat rebel who manned the starship the Ghost. Uh, Captain Lassan. Always oh, Lassat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, homeworld of Lassan. Okay, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Maybe I'm confusing Korriban with with Karabash, which is his swear word. Um, Could be. We'll we'll, we'll bleep this in post production. No. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I just saw the blurb where it said Korriban was the Sith homeworld. So, yeah, I think I was way off on that. But the idea is that it introduced fans to new new locations in, in a visual way. That That is one of the things that I really enjoy about Old Republic is they they have really, really vivid and, and very well fleshed out and just beautiful landscapes in these games. Really engages the imagination and, and, and really uh, paints paints a great picture of what some of these places might look like. Um, others that they're, they were talking about is, you know, we've never really seen 
Nar Shada, which is basically in many ways like a Las Vegas of of the Star Wars galaxy, um, where a lot of smugglers and bounty hunters would would tend to um, you know congregate, and so um, as well as uh, Nal Hutta, which is where the huts um, run their 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 kind of uh, criminal families from, and that sort of thing. So you know, so on, on the one hand, um, helps Star Wars because it kind of opens more doors to to new new places we haven't seen before in a different time period. And then I think when you layer in the story, which I know I just spoiled, but if you layer in the story of, you know, an amnesiac who's trying to like figure out who he is, f- ends up finding out he's, he's part of, he basically caused most of what he's fighting against and now is trying to do it, you know, make it right again. It's just a different story that we really haven't seen in, in, you know, kind of the lore of, of Star Wars, you know, more, uh, more mainstream. So I think it's those three things, you know, there, there's, there's the locations, um, I'm forgetting what the second one is already because my, my brain's not working. It's been a long day. Uh, it's it's the time period, time period, location, and story. So is 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 really the main things with with that Revan twist being being one of the big ones. So I don't know if that that tickles your fancy, sir, but it just sounds something different and interesting to me. All right. Well, first of all, it, it's Carabast. Ah, Carabast is the is the swear word. Um, okay. I guess I mean, yeah, I mean, valid points. Those are those are all good reasons why to bring it in. I just look at it like I don't I don't really think Star Wars needs a whole lot of fixing. Um, all right. I just don't. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's in such poor shape that, oh, my gosh, you need to fix this. It's, it's going down the tubes. Well, yeah, I think right yeah. now, quite honestly, for aside from the the whining of of a segment of fans, and I'm not speaking of you here, I'm just speaking of the general that section of the fans that are unhappy with anything beyond the original trilogy. I think you could argue that that even with with some of the missteps and everything else, Star Wars is in a pretty damn healthy place right now. I mean, yeah. Mando has been three strong seasons. Whether you loved or hated Book of Boba Fett, it still gave you something there. Uh, whether or not you loved, you know, uh, Kenobi, hey, it filled in some some blanks and gave you a little extra lore. You know, I don't think either one of those were like a 10 out of 10 for sure, but eh, it was fun yarns, whatever. I mean, it's it's not like it's the freaking Star Wars Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, or for God's sake, it's not like it's Phantom Menace. Yeah. And and now you've got Ahsoka coming out, which I think everybody's excited about. So, yeah. I, I I mean, yeah, there's no big movies at the moment, but okay, it's it's yeah. doing pretty darn well right now, and everything seems to be like expanding the universe in exponential ways that weren't done in the movies. Yeah. So yeah. to me, like, it's actually in a pretty damn good place. I just don't look at it as something that needs to be fixed. Now, that does not say that this wouldn't work as a good TV show or that yeah. it couldn't, couldn't be a nice addition. I just look at it like, oh, if, a little clickbaity in the in the title because, I mean, yeah. really, what what is there that much to fix? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I guess I look at it more as a reinvigoration than it is fixing because because I agree with you and and when when you read the beginning of this article it is it is pulling from that negative fan base area that we're all too accustomed you know to 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 reading about and hearing about um, where where fans think you know Star Wars uh, I think in the article it says the you know good portion of the community believes that Star Wars has been creatively bankrupt for some time I, I don't I don't agree with that statement. What? He was a punk. Thank you, Shiki. Thank you, Shiki. Um, but uh, you know, so so I think injecting some originality, and I, I I just I look at it more as as a reinvigoration in in the same way that Mandalorian I think reinvigorated, um, you know, many fans um, 
interesting connection into Star Wars because it showed us something different um, and something that I think a lot of the especially old school fan base had had wanted to see for a long time. And it was just that 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 kind of snapshot of, of bounty hunter life and, and what a bounty hunter does that isn't Boba Fett. And so um, so I, I'm kind of bullish on this. I, I like the idea of trying new things. And, and if we frame this from a reinvigoration standpoint, I agree. I, I 100 percent agree with you that it's not a the star that star Wars is dying and it needs, it, it needs like fixing from that perspective, because I agree with you. I think they're in a very healthy place, but, but I think this is an interesting idea that if Bob wasn't swinging the financial ax, we might be able to, uh, you know, realize potentially on the plus in a year or two here, but Annie, well, and then of course the strike, uh, the, the writer actor strike as well, mm. uh, which as you say, or as Teddy, Teddy KGB would say, them yeah that's right all right enough of that um last item and then we'll get to the chic tweet of the week um just want to share I, I i missed this in our last episode this is not uh recent news this is from a couple weeks ago um basically on the 30th of july um the missus and i frequented uh the Wintrust arena in downtown uh chicago to take in a WNBA matchup between the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury. Um, unbelievable game where, uh, as, as I said to many of my friends and colleagues, um, I think the ladies played a much more interesting game of basketball than the men do, to be honest, because they, they were they were just pulling some amazing plays off that I'm just like, this is how basketball should be played. They, they, they're not sitting behind the three-point line, hawking up three-pointers all the live long day. They're driving to the hoop. Uh, at one point, one of the Phoenix Mercury stars drove to the hoop, you know, on, on one of the sides. And as she got to the point of, you know, launching into a layup, she instead threw the ball behind her, which would basically bring the ball to the top of the key. No one was there. And then all of a sudden, one of her players just rolled right in, right when the ball got there, snagged it, threw up the shot, Boom! Hit it. It was beautiful. It was just a beautiful play. Hmm. Um, just, just really enjoyed watching him play. Well, in the fourth quarter, uh, during one of the breaks uh, on the jumbotron, they had what they called the flex cam, where they were asking, you know, they they do these things to kind of keep 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 the game moving and stuff, mm-hmm. and for the fans. And so, you know, they do your best flex for for the jumbotron. And right as soon as it as soon as it finished with the uh, the the purpose point and instructions of what to do, I'm looking up at the jumbotron and looking at myself, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that it, like for a moment, it is almost like a pause, you know, like you're just like, oh, that's me. You had a Harry and, Harry moment. Hi, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and of course, Tim was drunk. So and, no, no. I I was not. I I had not imbibed. I was not. But what I did do is, and I wish I I had my wits about me. Because if I had, I would have launched into the full sequence of Hogan poses. Mm. Instead, I simply went for the the traditional, uh, you know, biceps uh, on either side, uh, flex, and, and did that a couple times. The funny part was, um, I, I was uh, my, my my wife was like looking something up on her phone. I was telling her, "Oh, look, we're on the jumbotron," and she was just very deep into what she was looking for. And so, at one point, the camera pulls back, and she, and it's just like the perfect site for for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you talk about me being. Uh, you know, one of the two idiots of this show. There I am flexing, and and my wife is is you know looking very you know serious and, and focused on what she's doing, and so it was just a really funny scene. Oh yeah, um, which is the perfect. It's a perfect. It's exactly how our wives look at us. It's like yeah, whatever. 
it was funny about it was t- about 15 years ago and now yes uh, yeah yeah exactly i'm gonna pretend like i don't no i'm kidding it was funny uh, because i i so, so my wife was uh, i my wife was watching um I, I shouldn't say she was we it was on the tv uh the the new fixer upper you know or the one uh, season yes. they put out or yes. whatever and at one point you know chip is doing his spiel and all this and you know and his wife is is walking around and i'm like she's not even listening to him like she is in another place <laughs> entirely and she knows she's on tv and she's like yeah yeah whatever you chucklehead i'll let that's think about design ideas and stuff that's gonna make us money make money money make money 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 uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay. It's not just me. It happens to every, (laughs) to like a lot, a lot of guys. All right. Perfect. Oh, that is funny. That is funny. And you know what? Quite honestly, most of us deserve it. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, they called him, made his Jumbotron debut, flexing like the idiot that he is. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I, next time I'm going to come prepared and have a free range EDC shirt on hand. I'll throw, I'll throw it up there with, with our, with our, uh, you know, name and, and our, uh, address or whatever, uh, Chill to, to, for the show, sir. Absolutely. Chill. Hey, you know, there, there, there was a good crowd there. We would have had that many more views, uh, or listeners. Yeah. Probably uh, like two. I would have actually converted yeah, well, on that. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take that percentage conversion. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, sir. To wrap up this week in geek segment, uh, you, ha- we, we have now, I've now rented out a, a small section of this subsection of the show <laughs> basically <laughs> i love how you're subletting part of the show back to say, me we're, we're sub- it's like we're some sort of ill-conceived money laundering scheme except there's no money to be laundered <laughs> but a, like a the segment, worst a mafia of, the worst mafia operation ever known on the planet this is costing us money we're, we're in the hole to, every single week we're trying to shuffle money around but there's no money <laughs> so all we're doing is shuffling basically every day i'm shuffling oh um, my gosh Anyways, where, where are we going as uncle todd likes to uh now kind of close us out here uh the chic cheeky baby tweet of the week Yes, and this comes from a couple of years ago, and this one reads, uh, as always, in full caps, I be honest with you, I watched the Fresh Prince reunion and it make me happy, then sad, then happy, then sad, then happy again. Like me watching a Jets game, but with a happy end. I recommend you watch it, Bubba. Ah, very nice. And had no photo mention of, of Hogan. I know. And it had a photo of the, the Fresh Prince cast from the reunion show. And I'm like, ah, yes, a simpler time before before Will Smith smacked the living crap out of Chris Rock. <laughs> and, and the whole world turned on him. Ah, oh uh, yes. Back when, back when we used to think of Will Smith as like, hey, yeah, that guy, oh, he's great. And now oh we're like, gosh. yeah, he can't come in the building no more. <laughs> no, no, unfortunate. Uh, but that is your chic tweet of the weeks ladies and gentlemen and and thank you uncle todd for that and that my friends as we wrap this up is the week in geek well thank you very much for uh dragging that out uh for so long i really appreciate that well Uh, now we're going to get into uh the 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 summer slam and you and i have watched a little bit of the summer slam but business not a whole lot maybe 20 percent of the summer slam uh one of the things i wanted to mention is that uh, i was i was in shock you might say, uh, as I was watching this, because I did start out watching it. I watched the opening match, uh, the Logan mm. Paul Ricochet match, which I got. I got a couple of quick thoughts on that. But then when they were like, "This is one of the first," uh, then they get to the 
the the Cody Brock match, mm-hmm. which is in like that that dreaded number two spot. Mm. And they're like, this is one of our four main events. I'm like, four main events. Like, if you have four main events, like, it's almost like when you have, like, a closer by committee or a running back by committee. And, yes, I'm using air quotes right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you really have a closer or do you really have a running back? No, you don't. Um, So it it was a very odd way of promoting it. I'm thinking there was some, some contractual stipulations involved in this. Uh, somewhere so, along the line, back when like WCW had uh, mm-hmm. had the the Kiss Demon, and they yes. they it yes. was in their contract that he had to main event a pay per view. So they're like, oh yes, it's one, it's a double main event, and one of the and that like the main the main event that had the demon in it was like the curtain jerker. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, there 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 is a story behind the order. Okay, and 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 so I'll tell the story, and then I want to share what I heard on the train tonight when I listened to uh, Jim Cornette's review. Ah, of this Uncle Corny, Uncle Corny was bringing once again the A game as he always does. Um, basically, uh, Logan Paul asked to go on first because okay. what he wanted to do was after the match was done, he was immediately going to go to the airport, jump on a plane, fly to Dallas, where his brother was fighting in the UFC event that night. Uh, and he wanted to walk the aisle with his brother um, after having wrestled at SummerSlam. Mm. So they gave him that first slot. Then you you have, you know, the, the Brock Cody thing. Now, the funny thing from Cornette today, and, and I forget, I don't know his co-host's name, but basically he's talking about, you know, when, as as Brock enters, you know, looking a little pissed off, and his co-host says, "Well, yeah, because he didn't get the first slot." And, he, and then his co-host also said, "He's like, do you do you, like like do you think they came up with the match order based on how they book their flights?" <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, because Brock's like, well, "I'm not going on first. I want second because then I can leave That's- immediately and go back to Minnesota." <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> and Cornette's laugh. How to get home to that. Sable? Cornette's laugh when he said that was he has the best. Like when he genuinely laughs at, at, at what his co-host says it is oh yeah it is phenomenal to listen to he is so funny and yeah he goes out of commission for like comment. 30 to 40 <laughs> seconds where he's just incapable of doing anything absolutely <laughs> needs to have a sip of sprite and collect himself he's like that's why brock looks so pissed <laughs> he drew the he drew the short straw for who gets to leave first Sounds about right. I, I would go with that. So anyway, so that that is the story behind it is is Logan Paul making his way to his brother. I think uh, Jake is his name. Jake Paul. Uh, uh, I don't. I I could give less than yeah. two hoots in hell about I about know. Logan Paul. I'm already I sick know. of Logan Paul, and I've always well, you seen had some comments on that match. Did you want to give us a, a quick flavor of, um, of, of a quick hot take from Uncle Todd on the Ricochet Logan Paul tilt? Well. If if I were to give it, if we had done our normal, um, you know, overall rating and, and recap of this thing, I would have probably given it two and a half stars, like right okay. down the middle. Not spectacular, yeah. not terrible, but at the same time, it's a match that it just points out uh, how choreographed you can be. You know what I mean? Like you can tell it's just, okay, well, we're going from this spot to this spot to this spot to this spot. And then you just have to get from that spot to that spot to that spot to that spot. Like yeah. it's it's not a match. There's no – the flow of it is not important. It's it, Everything mm. is secondary to the order of the spots. Mm. And I mean, hey, people seem to like it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, folks liked it. You know, the crowd seemed like they were into it. I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch enough of the show to really get a good feel for the crowd. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that uh, um, the pay-per-view uh, was it Montreal or Toronto where um, it was Sammy's hometown. It was Montreal, wasn't Montreal. it? Montreal is Montreal. I yeah. mean, no, I have I've yet to hear another crowd that has been yeah. that hot. So it was nowhere yeah. near that. But, it, you know, they weren't dead. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they liked it, but at the same time I'm watching, I'm like, it just feels stiff because you're going ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. And what, and the connective tissue mm-hmm. is kind of, it, it, it's secondary, if not like in third place. Yeah. Like it, everything is, everything is subservient to the spots and how you get there is, is kind of, well, well, we'll just get there. So right. that, that to me was sort of like, meh. And Man, I don't. I, I mean, I will say Logan Paul does great getting heat on himself. Man, he is a mm-hmm. he is a natural at at heel heat. Yep. I mean, he just exudes it. Um, yep. Ricochet, man, for all of his ability, he's got to find something other than like the Hulk up scream um, yeah. for reaction or something because he is damn near a one dimensional character, mm-hmm. and it's too bad because he's he isn't uber talented guy and he yeah. and he seems like yeah. he has some now na- like some level of natural charisma because yeah. people do dig him um but they just yeah. haven't tapped it the right way yet i, I don't think so yeah. I, I don't know but um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean a, 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 a kind of down the middle match like hey it didn't it didn't tank the thing right off the bat but it also didn't it wasn't like oh my gosh we are off to the races sort of thing like well yeah. hey yeah that was that was an opening match cool solid next yeah um but anyways that's that was the that was the one match that i got to watch besides uh the the following match so uh and and i i'll fully disclose right now that i i did not get a chance to watch uh reigns uso either uh, yeah. or no i didn't get a chance to watch that one before we're recording so i'm going to be watching that one totally live nice, uh, and, nice. and unprepared but at least the brock cody match i did get ch- chance to watch so i have i got some got thoughts hot, hot on take. that yeah hot, hot take so uh do you want to uh, start uh, off or do you have any thoughts on this j- just a real quick comment um so while you caught logan paul ricochet i um blurrily watched the uh uh la night um Battle Royale, uh, the the Slim Jim Battle Royale that they had, yeah, and uh, and and the the reaction that he got uh, coming down the aisle was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 had to feel good for this guy, as I mentioned, is it's been a long journey for him to get to this point, um, but to go from smaller venues uh, when he was wrestling for Impact and other independents to to Ford Field um, and have that entire place go just go off when his music hit must have been amazing. Well, but, but, it's a it, it's interesting how they already had like a good like how many like a a good 20 oh yeah they, they had guys most, in the it ring was just him and aj styles that that were left um, and so no, miz got an intro oh miz did okay miz got yeah, it was okay. miz okay. then uh, and i think they strictly did that because it's like well it would be kind of obvious if we just had la night that we're just doing this for gotcha. his pop because yeah. i mean honestly miz you know, everyone was like, yeah, hey, music played, so we ought to do something. And then it's kind mm-hmm. of the same with AJ Styles. Like, wow. Talk about, like, not knowing what the hell to do with somebody. Like, 
they just can't figure out what to do with this guy, and he's uber talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, it was it was all about LA Knight, and it was it was essentially the LA Knight bo- battle royal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, basically, how, how is how basically. is LA Knight going to manage to win the battle royal so that he he does something and, he in the, and the fans don't burn down Detroit, yeah. um, which is good. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, yeah. But uh, yeah, so so that was what I I saw, and you know, it, it was a it was a entertaining battle royale. Um, but uh, you know, a couple interesting spots in it. I thought I thought Omos was was once again. Oh yeah, he uh, got the intro because he was the last second sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, he he was he was definitely a a force to be reckoned with. And then you know, they they did the spot where everyone like you know pig piles on him and throws him out, so he can't mm-hmm. you know stop it. So. Anyways, it, it was it was just fun. Uh, it was a fun match, and it was it was just fun to see Ellie and I get get his due. Um, I, I did also. I found it ironic too that uh, I think he ended up last with um, Sheamus, and then and I think he threw Sheamus over. Mm. And, um, and and I say that's ironic because recently Sheamus has on YouTube he puts out. Um, he gets together with other wrestlers and and does a uh, workout with them and just yeah. Kinda, it's kind of like a, I've watched those. Those are good. They're really good. He does one with LA Knight and, and, and man, you, you watch that and it, it's amazing to see these guys just in the real world because LA Knight is just so down to earth, um, mm-hmm. has some really, really great points that, that he kind of shares in terms of the way he does his workouts and, and what he kind of focuses on and, um, and, and, you know, and, and sounds stupid, but even just like writing stuff down, you know, he, he, he's like, he's like, I really try to stay away from my screen as much as I can. Cause I'm on that thing probably way too much. And so he, he's like old school, you know, just, just log everything that he does, which is crazy. Cause these guys work out like every day, you yeah. know? And so, um, so anyway, so it was just, just a, a sneak peek into, you know, kind of the, the real life of, of these, these, uh, superstars. So excellent. Very interesting anyways, but we're not here to talk about Seamus and uh, maybe that's another episode we should do a Seamus and his workout, uh, his workout videos. That, that doesn't sound right. It's been funny um, because there's a couple of them. Like when he, when he's obviously like in situations where it's like this is totally not a workout that he would do. Like I yeah. think he did one with yeah. Charlotte Flair where he was almost like uh, begging off, like no, <laughs> let yeah. me lift something heavy and don't make me do all these weird things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. And and Seamus seems like a, a genuinely kind of fun loving entertaining sort of guy you know oh yeah yeah Um, yeah he's he's in his element when he does that it's great yeah all Um, right so we said a tale of two matches first match sir uh cody rhodes versus brock lesnar in the rubber match yes so uh for those of you who want to watch along we're going to actually watch the match we're going to provide some commentary uh so uh, if you have the peacock pulled up we're on SummerSlam, Mm. and you're going to want the timestamp at uh, zero hours, 33 minutes and nine seconds. That's where we're going to start. And the, that'll be the beginning of the intros. And we'll kind of kind of cover a little bit of what's uh, leading up to this. And then we'll get into the match proper. So right. are you ready, sir? I am ready, sir. All right. I'll count this one down. You count down uh, the, the, the main main event. All right. Sounds good. So here we go. Three, two, one, go. All right. That car graphic kind of bugged me for some reason. I don't know why. I know. I know. It felt very I, generic. I, I enjoy Brock Lesnar's entrance music. I mean, there's just a menace to it. Can and, you, and seeing him come out. Yeah. There he is. He's pissed off. He He's not first one out the door. <laughs> is it just me? or, or do, I, I am not a fan of the corner entrance. After having the big sets and all that, I'm not a fan of the little corner entrance and then the... Yeah. Yeah, and the, it, it, the entryway that comes me, down and does the dog leg. I don't like that. 
Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't mind the dog leg part because it kind of reminds me a little bit of like WrestleMania Seven when Warrior kind of you know huffed and puffed his way. You know, yeah, <laughs> he, he he was running and and you could tell he's like, man, that ring's really far away. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he was blown up by the time he got halfway. But it's interesting to me, like when you watch the free television shows, the stage and the screens are massive. When you yes. get to the pay per view, they have the most diminutive entrance entryway. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's unless crazy. It, well, the thing is, like, I expect that from some of the pay-per-views, but I mean, this is like one of the big four. Uh, like, yeah. this is literally, you know, I mean, it was always WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal yep. Rumble, and and now you got this kind of weird corner screen thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess they do it. They do it for really now. I think the one pay-per-view that has the big set now is WrestleMania. Yeah, like they save yeah. that for kind of like the outdoor stadium now. It's it's weird how it's all been upsized. Yeah. But yeah. good God, look at look at this dude. Like how actually I'm gonna Google this right now. How old is Brock Lesnar? I'm I don't have any I want to say forty two, honestly. I, I think he's in his early forties. He 40s. is forty six years old, he's sir. He's forty six. Forty bloody six years old. Gosh. That dude he doesn't, he doesn't look it. <laughs> He doesn't look it. Holy that moly. dude, and 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 the thing is, like, of course he's ripped. I mean, and uh, all that. I mean, but fast, still, oh yeah, lightning fast. Yeah, when when you see him get, you know, basically get behind a guy to do, throw a German suplex, he's incredibly fast in how he gets around them. It's 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 really just mind boggling. And I mean, it's one of those deals. Like he's he's one of those people that you see that is like, this guy was born to be an athlete. Oh yeah, and is yep. and is one of those guys who it doesn't even necessarily matter the sport. Like he yep. would excel yep. at most any sport you put him in. Like can you imagine this dude's a rugby player? Nope, they'd outlaw him. They would. They would. <laughs> they'd have to. It'd be. It'd be almost like when they outlawed the uh, the dunk in the NCAA because of uh, because of Kareem. Yeah. You know, like Here comes the American nightmare. Here comes there the would American be nightmare. Specific rules just Cody put Rhodes. in for Brock. Yes. Yeah, and now we get yes. to. Uh, yeah, so, the American Nightmare. Match number one was in uh, May in Puerto Rico. Um, match number two was in June. Um, I'm forgetting where Money in the Bank was. Yeah. And then, oh, was it Money in the Bank? I don't remember. Um, so, oh, so match number one in Puerto Rico, that was the one where turnbuckle pad comes off, Brock uh, cracks his head into it and bleeds like a stuck pig, mm-hmm. and uh, Cody basically just gets away with a pinfall um, in, in that match. Match number two, oh no, match number two was in Saudi Arabia. It was uh, Night of Champions. Okay. And that was where uh, Brock, uh, so Cody didn't submit, but he passed out being in the Kimura lock. Yeah. And, th- and that was the one where, where at the end, Brock's just like staring at him, just like, I, I mean, just a great, great facials and in, in selling by, by Brock where he's just, not that he's afraid of him, but he's just like, what do I need to do to put this guy down? You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's just beside himself. Yeah. And, he t- that was a, that was a nice, I noticed that in the pre-package. Like, yeah, that was, yeah. that was nice. Like that was a nice way to kind of start to, to further the arc instead of it just being like, yeah. And of course yeah. he gets, you know, whooped or whatever. <laughs> And and the two of them have just, I mean, really carried by Cody's promos on, on Raw have just built this amazing, you know, feud where, you know, they, they took a pause in July. Um, I think Cody fought Dominic Mysterio at Night of Champions and beat him. Um, 
And, you know, they just, they kind of, you know, he left it open. Like, are, you know, I, I think his promo was like, are you satisfied? Are you satisfied with, with that? You know, and, mm. and let's, you know, one more match to, to let's do the rubber match to see who, who's, you know, who's really ahead here. I love Brock's Brock yeah. smiling is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like one of the sharks in like, um, in, in, a in what, uh, finding oh Nemo, gosh. like, yes. I'm yes. Bruce. Like, ah. uh, yeah. You're scaring me, Bruce. It's it's almost like it's like someone trying to be friendly, but yet you're like, oh, you're no, no, that's just terrifying. So, Please so don't. I have a question. I, I have a question, yes. Uncle Todd. So as Cody's about to enter the ring, would I ever get a hard times? Would I ever get hard times, Dusty? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if I'd ever get a neck tattoo. And the answer no. is uh, <laughs> no, because I'd wind up with something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that I I just don't understand what possesses someone to to get a neck tattoo like that. It's just you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Else. I am I am I am tattooed myself. I have two tattoos, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, there there's just areas. No, it's not the tattoo. It's like it's the placement. Like, yeah, it's the, the location. The neck just seems like the strangest place to put it. Well, you remember when the uh, when the Undertaker had had his wife's name tattooed across like the his the front of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and then had to get the cover up. <laughs> That was a great idea. Oh, all right, Dusty, we in for hard times. Oh, oh, Cody hard out of times the gate. right here. Oh yeah, Cody out of the gate. Here we go. He's that throwing. Baby, get funky with him, and then oh. immediately starts getting his ass kicked. And there's the German. Yep, the German suplex. And so I think this match is really interesting because they 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 utilize. You know, I I love I, that move when he goes down and punches up like that. Yeah, the drop down. <laughs> Sorry, you 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 were saying you were well, saying. Well, no, I and I, I, the, I these kicks, I don't know about them. Like it never yeah. seems like he quite lands them the way that he thinks he's gonna. They always look yeah. sloppy to me. Um, yeah. I do really appreciate like just just the way that Brock, like they managed to you uh, to show Brock being just this force of nature, but in really mm. simple ways. Like right there, like when he was. Um, like a moment ago when he came off the ropes to do like the third kick and instead of like, you know, catching him in a move or something like Brock just literally just like pushes him, you know? And and so, I mean, it, it seems like it was very simple. There was a lot of time taken in this, like, even though they're kind of moving a little quick right now, yeah, just to kind of get the blood moving. Yep. it, It, they, they do manage to bring it down to this pace that, I, 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 it's tough for me to describe. I, when we get to the point, I'll start talking about. It, but I love how yep. they they took advantage of some things that I don't feel like we normally see. Yeah. Um. Good. Good back and forth though. Like like Brock got in his stuff early, mm-hmm. and then you know Cody's been mount trying to mount an offense, and then Brock stops him short. Yeah. Um. Just not a good thing to be on the outside with Brock though. Oh my gosh. No. Guy's gonna snap and do an F five on the floor at any given moment. Well, and this is the thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I, he, Brock is legit one of those guys where you're like, I would be terrified of working with this guy <laughs> because if he if he even has a hint, yeah, that you are are trying to trying to put something on him or you're trying to take advantage of him or you mm-hmm. think you're gonna you're gonna run your own program. This dude could end you. Yeah. 
yeah. without all without a whole lot of difficulty. I mean, that that move right there where he just like picks him up and yeah. just like almost throws him over his shoulder. It's like, well, yeah. I could power bomb you, but I'm just going to throw you like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what is that move called? <laughs> Nothing. That's just called me just beating the hell out of you. Like that's oh a street gosh. fight move. Belly to back suplex right there. Good lord. Yep, suplex city. Uh the bus just yep. arrived. Oh, there he is, gloating. Oh, yep. there he goes. He's doing a little back and are, forth. Are you not entertained? However, the one thing I will say, like Brock is a specimen, but dude, I'm telling you right now, I, I got the calves on him. Mm. I feel good about that. Like I've, I've yep. got some decent calf muscles. Well, and, you're, you're working up to that, that rock deadlift that you're trying to shoot for there. Well, so. the problem is like one thing that is I've, I've realized, and I never had to deal with it because I've always had naturally big calves which i always thought was kind of weird but mm-hmm. apparently like you can't really increase your calf size like oh, interesting like if you don't have muscular calves yeah there's not a whole lot of training you can do to get big calves you know so that's always one of the things i'll tell i'll say with my trainer i'm like you know i you know i i just you know i i think yeah. that, that no one was talking to me but i think they were just intimidated by my calf pump that's what i think it was <laughs> So I, I love that one, there where he's where he's laughing like yeah I figured I'd try pin even though he kicks out. So yeah. one thing Court Cornette mentioned which I think is is uh, which I agree with is how, how interesting these with these three matches that Cody has you know Cody was kind of shining a light on Brock in a way that no other opponent Brock has faced has done in a long time and and I'll, I'll get into why he says that later because of, of how you know what happens at the end of this match but I love how um, hang on just one second I love how like in that in those just the couple last couple minutes there we saw Brock almost like amateur wrestling yeah. you know kind of like those quick moves around him like oh, yeah. avoiding a takedown and all that beautiful yep. stuff again just showcasing like how scary this dude is yeah anyways go back I mean, I think, you're talking about coronet yeah and 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 anyway so he, he was just you know highlighting just you know like i mentioned with the promos that, that cody has put forth across these three matches and and the way he sold this and and his fighting spirit but the way he's just shined a light on just the viciousness of brock and and brock as a character it, in a way that you know didn't really happen with with reigns you know and and mm. and others and so um, and like I said, we'll, we'll get into it at the end of the match when, when Brock, uh, uh, does what he does. But, um, but yeah, I gotta love it here where he's, he's just like wanting him to come back in the ring and he's just like, just, just playing with him now, you know, yeah. basically just as Cody this, is just getting the crap kicked out of him. This is what I loved. I, because you and I both know in, in W in today's WWE, maybe in AEW as well, but I, I think it's, it's somewhat common. The, the idea of a count out is absurd. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't because people go outside the 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 ring for five minutes at a time and there's the ref is not counting and and you know hardcore matches just happen even though there's it's not stipulated that it's you know no no DQ yep. here they actually yep. use the idea of a count out to tremendous dramatic effect oh yeah yeah and I love that because they're taking advantage of something that is inherently part of the structure of professional wrestling yep. And they're using it to a dramatic effect that yes. nobody else in years has done. And the way that this is working here, where like the first time Brock wants him to come back in, this time he's kind of like, "All right, it, that dumb move, you know, yeah. you should you should have stayed out." And now it starts <laughs> I, I love turning. Him yelling at him, I love yeah. him. Just stay down, save yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I again like this is like the build for Cody in this 
yeah between between passing out in the submission and then and then this series of countouts is just tremendous dude and it's yeah. again it's not this extraordinary thing it is something that is so basic to professional wrestling it is. and this is the difference between the ricochet logan paul match and and this like there's drama here yeah this is only going to get worse brock tells him and also I think, no, notice this I think, has has brock dropped an f5 yet Nope. But what he has done, what what I want to comment on real quick is, I think he has busted out just about every suplex you can at this point. Uh, He's done the Germans. He's done belly to back. He's done the the traditional vertical. Which he he doesn't do very often. Set up and threw him over his back. (laughs) Actually, if if I'm remembering right, like Brock doesn't doesn't bust out like the standard side suplex very often. Ah, yes, you are correct, sir. You are correct. And and he does not. But I mean, he is he even he went for that one pin, I think, after a after a suplex, which is yep. something he normally doesn't do like it. But he he avoids the finisher yeah. for so long until it means something. And that's why to me is like this just tells me, number one, we know that Lesnar has a great mind for this. I mean, Heyman himself has said it, that, that oh, Lesnar yeah. is no dummy, that he has a great mind for the business. But yep. he also is working with someone who has a has a great mind as well. And the way yes. that this match is structured. Yes. Yeah. Is like no yeah. no no don't don't use an F five don't don't go for the finisher and let me kick out of it now, yeah. And I love yeah, this move. I love this move where Brock is just like waiting to head down the aisle. Yeah, it's gorgeous. They, um, you know when you talk about using the count out to great effect the the way that they're doing here. I, I you know the story coming into this is Cody promising that he's going to embarrass Brock, mm-hmm. and instead we get a match where. Brock is is you know he's not embarrassing Cody but I mean he is toying with him at this point he 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 has him okay here, oh, we, here go. we go first here we F5 go. and it's F5 outside. number one boom on the not on the concrete oh. but the padding on the concrete and do you notice like when they do the replay check out the way they shake the camera it's a very oh. little detail they shake the camera at the point of impact interesting I noticed interesting. that I thought I noticed the first time and then I caught it on the replay such a great old school move watch yep. this See yeah. that little, yeah. little oh, bounce, little I bounce, mean, and that's what Mick Foley had talked about. Like what, uh, what uh, he had talked to a guy in uh, WCW yeah. who used to shoot when he do- dove off the apron with the elbow. He'd give the camera a little shake to accentuate the, you know, almost like uh, sometimes when in a in a movie, an old school trick to emphasize. I think Tarantino did this after a gunshot. They yeah. insert a white frame, a single white frame. Mm. But so it's it, you don't actually see it, but your brain registers it. So it's almost yeah. like this, ah, and it kind of gives us this startling thing. Yeah. So Cody Cody now beats it at nine. So he, yep. he's beaten the count out several times. And he's like like Cornette was saying, and I agree with him. Like not not that he's a ripoff of Dusty in any way, shape, or form, but he is embodying like the baby face in peril in a way that yeah. just gets the crowd behind him and connected with him. And here, oh, here he comes. House of Fire. Look at these yeah. punches. Oh, that's, this is, that's, dang, that was, here it goes. Yep. <laughs> Good God. And, He's ready to kick him out of the ring, too. And here we Brock go. runs up. Like, oh. I, and, and this is the part oh. where I, I feel two. like, in a way, like, this was, oh, my gosh. Oh, and the delay collapse. Yep. Definitely that's probably beautiful. not planned, but, oof, worked really well. But um, and then you have Cole now telling him to stay down. Yeah, and th- that was a great that, that that was a great detail right there. Having yeah. Cole say that because again, this this isn't Cody being embarrassed, but Brock is clearly dominating. He he is 
he's trying to make a point here and he's just like, stay down. And then, you know, for Cole to reemphasize that was, was just, you know, well done. Well done. Yeah. When it goes back to sometimes Jr. jumping into that mode of like, somebody stop the damn match. By God, he's had enough. You know, those sort of moments. And Cole is getting into that territory here, but I love the, I I think the idea of the embarrassment comes from the idea that Brock just can't put him away. And that even if Brock got a countout win, what does that what does that mean? Like he still didn't actually right. pin him, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah, I, I think that it, I think it goes back to the story of him breaking him. Right? He, yeah. He's trying to break Cody here. He's trying to make him just stop, and he can't get him to stop, and he's just beside himself. So yeah, it, it you know the layer this trilogy of matches just has built up you know wonderfully in, into. Uh, you know, a buildup of both men, you know, Brock, Brock doesn't look, look at the expression on Brock's face here. Look at it. Like just Should we be concerned about how much he's sweating. Yeah, that I mean, is. Yeah. He's a very sweaty man. Brock. <laughs> it's, it's like, geez, maybe, maybe not eat so much steak, my man. I, I, I have a feeling that like at, at Brock's house, like they have to have, they have to have a maid service just come in to change <laughs> the, the sheets every morning. Off of him yeah. when he slaps him. Yep. Oh, good God. They, I mean, he, his sheets have to be changed every daily. Because they're just drenched the next day. Oh my gosh! That's a guy who just sweats like eating his cereal in the morning. Like the oh. the man just pisses intensity. It's it's insane. Did you see the the scarring on on Cody's? Uh, oh yeah, left side there. Oh my god! I think that's where he, from the F five he took. Oh now here we, now here we go back to match number one. Look, he grabs on in desperation and he pulls pulls the turnbuckle pad off and throws it as he gets thrown. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened in the first match. So now you're thinking, ah, so now is Brock going to go head first into this? And and what I love is how they change this up because mm-hmm. we don't end up getting that. We get a variation of it. And yeah. it's uh, it's phenomenal. Oh, here we go. Stairs. Stairs being, oh, geez. Yeah, he and then just down. casually kicked away from him. I mean, every time Jeez. he tries to, like, you know, just get a shot in, just Brock just, like, Oh my gosh! Just always. Oh, there we go. Little Brock into the ring post. Ooh, twice. Three times a matey. Dang! There's the stairs. Yep. There's the stairs. And one thing I love with Cornette and his, and his shorthand that he uses, he's like, "There was no furniture in the match." <laughs> yeah. I, I love how he says that. There's no furniture. And this is oh. where Brock's shorts start to disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, like, good God. It's like a gear breakdown bro- of epic Brock, proportions. Time, time to invest in some new shorts, brother. <laughs> well, thankfully, he's not like Al Snow and goes, you know, commando oh. underneath there. Oh, my gosh. Because otherwise, that would have uh, that would have been terrific. Uh, that was terrible. impressive. The, the, the top rope Cody Cutter yes. was impressive. That was impressive. Good God. Like, look at the, I mean, just to your point, the way they build the emotion, you know, everyone is locked in now. Oh, everyone yeah. is is just emotionally invested in this. And Great catch by Brock, by Brock oh there. He did. Gosh. He definitely caught him as, that, as much as co- Cody yeah. landed that. Yep. Now, a little inner thigh from Brock there with the torn shorts. <laughs> hey, sailor. Um, <laughs> Good God. <laughs> working down by the docks anyways uh and so after all this punishment cody gets like he's he's oh here we go he's showing some signs again and then boom into the camera lock yeah which looks vicious but at the end of the day he's just holding his arm yeah <laughs> oh it, it looks vicious the way he wrenches on it it's just like oh my gosh oh yeah just insane 
Just insane. Cody desperate to get to the ropes. Can he do it? Love it. He takes a good long time getting there, oh, too. Builds like, the drama, baby. Builds the drama. Yeah, and and you're totally right. Like The, the crowd is in on this. Oh, like, yeah. They 100%. are living and dying with everything that Cody's doing. Like they are all they are in on Cody's side. Yeah. And and that's that's what you want. Yes. You know? Yep. It is. It is. My goodness. Cody just peroxide all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> he almost got it. There it is. Now he's got it. He's got the rope. Break it up, baby. Break it up. Break it up. What is, what's Cody's the conversation like, between God. the two of them? Is like, Brock, my God, you're a little overhydrated. <laughs> it's like practically turning purple. <laughs> Being in this locker with you, I feel like I need a swimming lesson. Brock's like, my shorts are torn. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I can't stand for the rest of the match. Got the, oh, my gosh. Got the Frank and Beans hanging out. Um... Brock still selling the left arm damage from being outside the ring. Nicely yep. done. But he's now, so now he's staggering a bit, which is interesting. So both men staggering. Oh, here we go. Are we going to get an F5? And now we have the exposed turnbuckle onto the, the arm chest that is this injured, time. To the oh, chest, yeah, actually. Well, chest and left arm. And now yep. here's the variation. Now yes. Cody puts on the Kimura lock. So no blood and guts here. It is strictly submission. Which and, is interesting uh, when you think about, like, has anybody really gotten Brock into a submission hold like this? I don't think so. Maybe when he first was feuding with Triple H back in, like, 2012, when, like, because he, they did a similar thing where he supposedly broke Triple H's arm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not not in the same way they did it with Cody. The sweat just pouring off of Brock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They have to mop that ring up afterwards. Good God! My gosh! Yeah, he is a very sweaty man. Oh my He's, goodness! Oh, it's like, I just oh and an I angiogram. love that. I just had I, an angiogram, bro. Go get one, brother. I just love how sure he just, the hearts work. I love how he just picks him up and then just slams him down. To slams break him out. down. Yeah. When of course, yeah. I mean, as I'm watching that, I'm like, why don't you just use your other your arm and punch the guy in the ribs? It, like, yep. it, it's literally right there. Yep. You know. Yep. But it's much more dramatic when he picks him up one armed and just drops him. I mean, oh, what a story. Here comes the story. Hulk up from Cody. Is it hard times, Dusty? Oh, it's hard times <laughs> coming from Brock Lesnar right now, baby. <laughs> oh, you're going to get funky. Oh, here we go. And we're oh, going to oh. go. Crossroads number one. Boom. Hit it. Oh, my gosh. His shorts, Hangs are, on. Comple- his oh, shorts yeah, are completely disintegrated. Good Lord. Yep. Man, he head planted him on that one. Yeah. Thank God he's got something underneath there. What is this? It's not the three amigos. So what is this? The three dreams? Triple Rhodes. Triple Rhodes, baby. And the one, two, three, and Cody Rhodes has conquered the beast. Yeah. I mean, I was fully expecting a kick out there. I really was when I was watching it the first time. Yeah. I I, I mean, the fact he hit all three, like he hadn't done that to him yet. Yeah. And and gone for and gotten the pin. So, and, and Cornette, I, I don't want to claim credit for this because this, I heard this from Cornette. He correctly calls out too, like in this match, he doesn't just you know accidentally pin Brock like he did in match number one. This was definitive. Mm. This th- mm-hmm. this was a victory. He put him away with three consecutive clean uh, clean crossroads. 
And, I mean that, uh, and that doesn't happen for like like big stars like Brock. Like very no. few times do those guys do you get a clean win over them without something happening? No run in, no as as Corny put it, no furniture, no yep. shenanigans, no nothing. Just nope. Beat his ass. And and the story coming into this was was what you know sold everyone. Like every you know it goes back to the the Sammy and Sammy Zane bloodline stuff. I mean, you've got to have a strong story, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that strong story coming in helps enhance this match. And it's one of the reasons I was excited to see it because I wanted to see how, where they were going to take this match. Yeah. So now this is interesting here. So both they're both looking at each other. Cody's somewhat celebrating. They're both holding their respective left arms. Now, Lesnar's taking the gloves off, which I found interesting. The ref is holding up like he's going to count something. I'm like, dude, the, what are you planning on doing here? Match is over. If Brock goes <laughs> off, Brock's going off. There ain't, ain't yeah. nothing you're going to get him. To, ringing the bell is not going to stop him. So, like, like Paul Heyman said, you know, work or shoot, the result is the same. Yes. <laughs> so this is this is going to be so, – so what's interesting about this is that the result is usually the same every time. He usually comes in and he – beats him up or throws him in an F5 and according to Triple H and and I and Cody as well this was unplanned so Brock and Cody are are forehead to forehead Brock kind of nudges him away puts out his hand though shakes his hand no F5 pulls him in for a hug this was like I thought this was really cool you you've never seen Lesnar do this yeah Lesnar has never done this and it so was- he holds up Cody's hand I love right there how Cody holds his shoulder like, dude, you're wrenching me here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to sell, damn it. Oh trying to gosh. sell. And I love this. I, I love the finger point at him like, you you are the guy. And he, and he just walks out. And that, I don't know, the, his reaction, that kind of tells me that it, I mean, workers are going to work. So maybe it was all planned. But if it was unplanned, that seemed like, you know, pure emotion on his face. Like, yeah, he was like. And, and Cody said, "I thought he was going to punch me." Yeah, <laughs> he said, I'm "I mean, just, I thought he was going to punch me." <laughs> dude, if 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 that was a if that was a shoot, that's a hell of a shoot. I mean, absolutely. And, and Lesnar on his way out was slapping fans' hands. So I I think this was a way too for him to kind of yeah I kiss that Matt Cody. Brock oh, sweated yeah. all over. It. <laughs> that was where Brock's buttocks were just moments ago. <laughs> all right, should should we pause it here at this point and uh, yeah, jump let's, ahead? Let's do that. We don't need to be discussing Brock's uh, crack sweat at, at this oh point. Oh my gosh! So I have to suffer through a uh, an ad here. So uh, bear bear with me. I, I have about a forty five seconds of ad I got to get through. All right. Well, I got to uh, I got to go use the bathroom. Anyway, all right, you go for it. So I'll be, I'll be right back. I'm, I think I'm going to have to do this last match standing up because sitting on this stool that I was on was one of the most terrible experiences of my life. Oh, good Lord. Oh, I, I went to get up. I'm like, I can't feel my ass or my legs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the important thing is, are, are, you know, are, are your shorts or, or pants disintegrating? Because, you know, well, Brock's dead, apparently. All right. So we're starting this at 309... I'm queued up. 309.10. Of course, it's not going to let me get back there. Actually, I was off on the time, so he's already at his intro there. That's right. We we can go ahead and do that. All right. (sighs) It's a long walk to the ring, so... 
It's a long walk to the ring if you want to go to SummerSlam. Anyways. Damn, look at that. Yeah. Nicely done, sir. All right, so now we are on to match number two in our tale of two matches. And, uh, mm-hmm. sir, uh, any anything you want to get into before we roll on this one? Uh, we, we, I think we can get rolling, and as uh, these entrances are going to be long, so we, we, <laughs> Good we, point. we can talk through the context and uh, and 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 set set some context all around as we as we go through it. All right, for those who are listening along, I'll have I'll have this in the show notes, but uh, the timestamp for the beginning that we're starting at is three hours nine minutes ten seconds, uh, and that is just after uh, Jay Uso enters the arena. So. Uh, do you want to count us down on this one? I shall. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. Here comes Jay. All right. And for the record, I just want our listeners to know that I am I am following Michael Cole's, uh, uh, you know, lead here. And I'm, I'm standing up for the remainder of go. the show. There you go. That dude, that, I didn't realize, like, they, you could see a couple times, like, even before the, the table collapsed, like, he was standing up mm-hmm. as he's commentating, mm-hmm. and Corey Graves is just sitting there like, I'm not getting up and rumpling this suit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, when there there was announcer um, Mauro Ranallo, I think is his name, he, he okay. used to um, commentate for NXT. Um, he was amazing to watch because, I mean – like his calls were phenomenal, but he was a guy who he, he just got into it. You know, like he would be standing and like arms going, he's like, Oh my God. You know, he'd be like, you know, signaling with his arms and stuff like that. I mean, just, it's just fun to see someone like that, you know, commentating, but getting into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, proud is story- into Jay Uso. They, I mean, really like, you know, to, to take one half of a very popular tag team in, in a main event singles match, um, you know, a lot of it, you know, like like what I like about this is how, you know, with, with this story, when we talked about WrestleMania and Cody not winning, how they're taking this time over the course of this year to try to build up, you know, others, you know, and so with Reigns, you know, this match with, with Jay, with the Usos splitting off from the bloodline, um, with Jay, you know, kind of challenging Reigns and what they're calling tribal combat, which is, uh, no, no DQ basically. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is a great, you know, great showcase of Jay. Um, we'll, we'll see as the match progresses, if, if it helps kind of cement him or establish him a bit as, as a main, main event level talent. Um, but that's, that's kind of the story going into this is we, we, we have the Uso, we, we have a, a division in the bloodline, uh, civil war, if you will. And, uh, the, uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, you know, an important point here is about two, three weeks ago, Jimmy suffered a beating while Jay was kind of, you know, tied up in the ropes at the hands of Solo and uh, Solo mm-hmm. Sokoa and Roman Reigns. So he is not present right now. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and Jay is is fighting for, uh, you know, for his brother and, and for his family's honor to, to kind of kick out what he perceives to be and is factual in saying is, is a manipulative Damn. and selfish Roman Reigns. That crowd is is just yeah mopping up main event Jay Uso with a biscuit, dude. They are. They are. This is <laughs> Good great. God, this is great. And you know, and I, 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 I agree with your point. I and I, I was very unhappy with Cody not winning at WrestleMania, but now looking at it, and you know, as as Triple H said at the time, like the story isn't over. And I'm like, well, what else yep. is there? Well, now we see it, and 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 they've managed to to you know to kind of progress these other stories and unwind 
you know, and unravel the, you know, the bloodline story even more. Yep. You know, so it's like, okay, you know, I love how the, this frigging graphic, they haven't changed it in forever. Like yeah. I don't, that, t- that t-shirt hasn't, he hasn't worn that shirt in how many years now? Yep. Um, but Hey, you know, why, why change the graphic? So right. now did they unite the titles? So he only has the one belt. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Like so the on the one th- on the anniversary or on the commemoration of his one thousand day reign, um, Triple H presented him with what is essentially the undisputed championship, which is meant to be the unification of the WWE and Universal Championships. So the, okay. the, the lineage of the Universal Title continues through in the undisputed title. Okay, and then the the title that uh, Seth Rollins has. Yes, that is the World Heavyweight Championship. So that okay. is now what's what I don't like about that is because I think the original World Heavyweight Championship is tied in with the WWE title, which is what Roman has. Yeah, um, I don't think it's tied to you know the big gold belt from WCW or anything like that. I think it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a it's an impressive looking belt though. I mean, it's it's same. I mean, same design basically, but just the fact that it's all gold, just I don't know, just kind of stands out. Uh, that belt to me is kind of meh. I, I I actually like the the belt that Rollins has now. What I guess yeah. the world heavyweight champion. Uh, I like that belt better. Uh, yeah. Same as same as I like the 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 belt that uh, Rhea Ripley's got, as opposed to the the titles that the ladies have had. Yes. You know, forever. Yes. I, I'm digging those a lot more now. I mean, they they basically align the men and women around the same set of belts. So so the there's the women's title that looks like Roman Reigns. Mm. And then you have Rhea Ripley's title, which like you said, looks like Seth's. So they're they're basically aligned on the same you know, same basic belts for the men and women's division. Yeah. Um I still think this is the best like intro music i mean I, I i didn't like it the very first time i heard it three or so years ago when he first debuted this character but mm-hmm. my god is it just like turned into just this it just sets the tone you know what i mean like it, oh, it just yeah. sets the tone for him being like this you know long reigning champion who cannot be defeated and it just i i don't know it just it sets a tone and it sets an attitude and uh i i and it has a main event feel to it yeah well it, it, you're right and it's it, it, it it's just operatic yes it's operatic yes. it's like it's like you've got thanos walking down the friggin mm-hmm. aisle um and which actually ties into something that i a roddy piper story that he was telling about how he was uh he got out of an event and he was he was he was walking down an alley i forget in some city and there's these guys at the end of the alley who look like they are nothing but trouble and yeah. he and he said, you know, I remember what the old timer said, you know, just walk slow. Nobody mm. wants to F with a guy who's walking slow. A guy mm-hmm. who's like, yep, there might be a fight. I'll get there. Yep. Fight will be waiting for me. I'm in no rush. Freaking Heyman. Look at him. Oh, Heyman yeah. Just- I've been watching a couple of interview shows with him and it's been really interesting. Um, gosh, what is, it's a it's something that WWE does on Fox. Mm hmm with the dude and it's a it, it's a luchador mask is part of the logo i'll oh, try and find it um yeah. but anyways it's 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 been interesting listening to him talk about his partnership with roman reigns and stuff like that and, and just mm-hmm. how you know in in this point in his career like how choosy he's been in working with like you know with brock and, and then working with cm punk and now working with reigns and, and just mm-hmm the differences that he has and, and how he distinguished how he was the advocate. Now he's, you know, the, the advisor, the special counsel, 
Yeah. You know, and, and, and all that it's, it's, it's great. The facials that Roman and Jay are making at each other are just interesting. It's like, they don't want to be there, but they, they want to rip each other apart. <laughs> yeah. So, so just for the record, we are Roman Reigns is n- just now stepping into the ring. We are about yeah. seven and a half minutes into yes. intros. I think Cornette clocked it in at about 12 on the intros. <laughs> 12 minutes. It's insane. Like, I get it, but at the same time, we got to speed this up a little bit. It's It sets the tone, man. It sets the tone. It's incredible. It does, but that's also why we have a four-frack-an-hour pay-per-view here. I know. You know, know. stuff like this, you know. Anyways. Incredible. It, it is. It's impressive. I will give you that. And, and it... I do appreciate the fact that Reigns has been doing this shtick, like mm-hmm. even before he had the the belt for this long, like almost like an assumption of this is who I am. Like, you know, dress for the job that you want. Well, I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, this guy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And What's he does, he and he gets a huge pop and reaction, you know, even though he's the bad guy. Yeah. Which is yeah. insane. All right, so uh, you yeah. have some introductions here. Oh, he's going to no. say something. Oh no, we have to get the. Oh right, right, right. His his finally moment. Detroit, mm-hmm. acknowledge me. Be great if he just did Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Oh, SummerSlam, not Detroit. Okay. Kind of looks like. Roman did a little uh, hair coloring because he, he had some gray before, but he's. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And I love how, again, he's a bad guy, but he gets the reaction on this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. I love Jay with his back to him. Oh, and, and Heyman handing the microphone back in the most condescending way possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That dude is just awesome. All right. Now, now we're finally in introductions. <laughs> Oh, so we actually got a. It, it, they tried to rip off Mortal Kombat with the Tribal Combat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it, the only thing to be better is right when the ring, uh, the bell rings, is like fight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't also say this was for the title of Tribal Chief. I acknowledge is it? my Tribal Chief. That'd yes, be great. That, that's that's part of it. That'd yeah. be great if it's if it, if it's almost like a divorce and who gets Heyman, <laughs> who gets custody <laughs> Paul Heyman. <laughs> Man, that is crazy. He he's getting a great Jay's getting a great reaction. Oh he's yeah, getting a great reaction. I did read speculation. They were wondering if he was going to come out and do the old like tribal war dance that he and his brother used to do when they first you know debuted because it was mm. kind of a unique distinct thing that they were doing look how Heyman's um, working that necklace it's almost like he's doing a rosary yeah yep i love that just sort of turning the head <laughs> yep. oh gosh i I love him pantomiming well yep <laughs> oh it's lovely oh paul, paul Heyman, Heyman is a delight Love you, Paul. You know what? If there's one person who who gets like the Picard, like artificial, you know, body, I vote Paul Heyman. Yeah. You know, I yep. I I'm I'm because I know I'm not going to get it. I've been too much mm-hmm. of an a hole. No, ain't nobody voting for me. <laughs> I'm voting for Paul. 
I'm, I'm pulling the, the Jack Sparrow. Belt. <sighs> I'm, I'm, pu- I'm pulling the Jack Sparrow move when they when they do the uh, the pirate council there, and I'm voting for the other for the other person instead of myself. Oh, he's going what? for the tribal chief lay. Here we go. It's on the What's... line. Oh, Paul's beside himself. I mean, look at this, this is what they. This is part of what they were going for. Oh, what's Roman gonna do? He has the tribal chief, Red Lay. I don't know what the precise name of it is, but. Oh, he's holding it up. Uh-huh. What's he gonna say? Oh, if I if you beat me, I give this to you. Oh wow! I got it. Wait a minute, did he just say you get Heyman too? No. <laughs> you know what? I'll see that and I'll raise you. I'm putting Uncle Heyman Todd, in the pot. Um, Uncle Todd wants to see Paul Heyman like part of a trade of some kind. It's like, it's like he, instead he of a... looks like he's ready to cry. Oh, yeah. Instead of the, instead of the, uh, the, the Judy Bagwell on a pole he match, we get I Paul Heyman on a pole chief. <laughs> he just said what? He just said, I love you, my tribal chief. How many times do you think he's just trying to get Reigns to crack? Oh, I don't know. Probably many, many times. All right. Oh, my and gosh. All right. Are, match has has, has been, the bell even rung? Bell just rang. Bell oh, just okay. rang. So, so 321. Yep. 321, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Uncle, so, uh, yep. Uncle Corny had it just about right. <laughs> yep. 12 minutes. 12 minutes of shenanigans before we actually get a bell. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're finally into the action. Well, and shit. they're just standing. Jay looks like he has a. He's taking a especially painful crap. Like, what was that? <laughs> the squatting down with the grimacing. Like, is, Wait, is it coming out sideways? What's happening? Ladies and gentlemen, you 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 know Uncle Todd is 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 wanting this thing to get moving because he he is going to the bathroom humor. Well. <laughs> You tell me. <laughs> Come on. Looked like you looked like the man was in distress. He needed some Pepto Bismol or something. Oh, collar and elbow tie. There it is. Oh, a little bit of push. A little bit of push. A little bit of back and forth. A little bit of a slower start compared to Brock and Cody. Well, yeah. But which, I mean, which is expected because I mean, as much as Jay is you know wants wants this match, I mean, you could have made a case that he would want to tear Roman apart because of what he did to his brother, but but that's this is every Roman Reigns match. I know. <laughs> like how we just waved off the crowd, like eh, you're a bunch of ants. <laughs> Ant boot. My gosh, we're going to the headlock routine here. Good oh, lord, hey. people. Oh, and, right. and now we're going to the shoulder block. Yeah, now there we go. All the old school tricks, baby. Yeah, this is like this is like 1984 all over again. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a, a Russian leg sweep at some point. Come on, Roman. Let's not milk this match. Come on, let's get no, going. It, oh no, we're mil- <laughs> we are fully into the milking. <laughs> fully. Gonna milk this mofo like a cow uh. that ain't ever been milked. <laughs> So, Uncle Todd, you this is your first time seeing this match. It is, and already I'm all tired. <laughs> I'm I'm regretting standing up for this. I'm I'm weary. My soul is weary. Tomorrow morning, your wife's gonna be like, "What's wrong with your back?" It's like I I, I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. I was in I was in hell. Damn that Roman Reigns. <laughs> 
Now is, is Roman okay? Oh. I didn't know if he was sniffing his glove. Like, what's going on? <laughs> for God's sake, we paid. For, we were here for a wrestling match. Would you wrestle something? I don't want to see oh. you rub your nose. Oh, good. A headlock. All right, this is exciting <laughs> stuff. And Roman still hasn't figured out how to not ha- like get a belt loop in the back of his of his freaking <laughs> combat pants so you don't see his undies every damn time. I don't understand. Like this has been years, and he's on the verge of a wardrobe malfunction every single match. I wouldn't say to the level of Brock's wardrobe malfunction. I mean, no, for crying I mean, out loud, Brock was pretty much walking out of there with nothing. Yeah, is a, a I, I, I like a grass skirt. Oh my gosh! Like Brock as as a hula girl, which I mean, that, let's just face it, that's not something any of us need to see. No. Yep, and here we go. We're just we're just taking our time. We're we're just meandering along. Stepping on Jay's head. We've that taken is... twelve minutes of introductions and walking. I think he's smelling and... his glove again. I think yeah. he's gonna smell his glove again. You know, he's smelling his finger, which makes Wasn't me that from Spinal Tap smell the glove? Yes. The, okay. The smelling his finger makes me very nervous. <laughs> Oh, Jay might have lost one of his gold teeth. I don't know. Uh, he's looking for a contact at this point. Okay, here we go. Where's we my bicuspid? We got a, we got a <laughs> knee molars. to the face, and now Roman's staring out at the crowd wistfully. He's counting the amount of money he's making for this match. I got to say, I I had a few bourbons in me, so this, 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 this match did not feel this slow when I was watching it, but I might have been, you know, I don't know. You know you're getting you, other other parts of the internet and reading about things and well after oh half gosh. a bottle of koval anything looks good well that's true oh here we go right. we got J- J- firing up a little bit getting some punches off here, here. we Very go nice well and i should say too when we we're talking about the context of this match it is important to note at night of champions uh the usos defeated um roman and solo with uh, i believe jay pinned them uh, sorry, pinned Roman. And then they had a singles match, I believe, where he pinned him. Hmm. I think it was at Money in the Bank. So uh, at this point, like, why are we even having this match? Like, shouldn't he have? Well, because nothing was on the line. Or maybe it was on SmackDown he beat him. I, I don't remember exactly. He 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 got us. Yeah, it was a one-on-one, I believe, with a pinfall. And... um I believe it was a one-on-one. Let me look that up while the match and, is going. Because and right here is the, is why the the countout was so good in the in the Brock Cody match because here these guys have been out here for about a minute and a half, and we would have been at about a thirty mm-hmm. count. But nope, the ref is now outside going, "Hey, you all right? Mm-hmm. Count ref, count for God's sake. We could have been done by now." Oh, now Jay's going to do a construction project. Okay, what are we doing here? Are hey, we, ref, are we getting to the, are we getting to the furniture? Oh, wait a minute. No, so this is no DQ. That would make sense. Okay, so maybe there is no... I, but I swear he was counting at one point. Anyways, so now so, Ju- now Jay is, is consulting the crowd, which is always a good move. We are just killing time. Yes. All right, I am looking up money. So Money in the Bank 2023... Oh, what do we got for toys underneath here? There's a case of water. Oh, there you <laughs> go. That's a weapon. Oh, that's a peddling. Devon. Oh, wait, never mind. One of them special WWF tables. 
Oh, you know what? I, I, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. The Usos defeated Roman Reigns and Solo Sequoia, and that's where Jay pinned Roman for the, and that was the first time he had been pinned in three years. So uh, it was in a tag match. So I, I, I was, I was mistaken. Oh my gosh. He just cracks oh, me up. We only, we only took happening. 10 minutes for that to happen. Oh my gosh. Jay Uso is playing Wiley Coyote here. Yeah. I do have to say I'm impressed with Roman Reigns' ability to jaw jack with the fans. It is pretty funny. Uh, well, yeah, he takes long enough in between freaking phrases. Like, Jay's even rolling in slow motion. Like, it's almost like they asked him, move at one quarter speed. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. LaForge, one quarter impulse power. I know. <laughs> it's like both of these guys look like they're in fairly oh. good shape. Like, what's the point? Why are we going this slow? Like, I get it that you want to take oh, your time. I but have this, the answer. This pace is glacial. I, I, have, I have the answer. They're afraid okay. they're going to slip in the ring. Because of Brock Sweat. <laughs> the, the oil slip from the SS Lesnar. <laughs> well stated, sir. <laughs> Everyone who goes out there, watch out for the middle of the ring. It's mucky out there. Oh, man. It's greasy, I tell you. That was kind of vicious, Take, taking him by the head and throwing him back into the turnbuckle like that. That, that was vicious. Which, that again, vicious. I mean, I, and I get that you want this pace, you want this pace to be slower. He's smelling his glove again, I think. Again, yeah. What? Where, where has that glove been? Actually, you know what? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, now the crowd's chanting Usos, and Roman's not liking it. Shaking his, oh, he's waving them off. It's like, no, no. Oh, seriously, I, I is don't he? Want this. Okay, good. He. I thought for a minute he was covering his ears. Oh, he's he's trying to shush them. He's trying to shush them. So this is the that thing I goes over well. This is the thing I don't dig about this right here is because Roman has always seemed like he's in control, and that just seems like very out of character. Like mm -hmm. not not as in like he might be losing it or something like that, like heading that direction. Like it just seems okay. That was a kind of an impressive move. Drive ain't, by, boom. Ain't no way I can jump up that high. So I, that's always impressive to me. Um, but it seems a little out of character. Yeah. You know, out of out of where his character would be right now. But mm. anyways, mm. that's some good air right there. That's a that's a big man flying through the air. That is. That Oof. is. How tall yeah. is Roman Reigns? I think he's six four. That's check. a that's a large individual. Of course, I mean, you know, he's well rested because he's not doing anything. Well, that's true. Good sweet mother of God. Ah, six foot three. I was one inch off. And I wonder if that's the shoot height or if that's like, you know, mm -hmm. like Hulk Hogan's six eight. Wink wink 30, nudge nudge. 38 years old. He's 38 years old. I know. He popped up when I looked at Brock Lesnar's age. I was like, dang. Mm -hmm. And LA Knight is I think we looked him up before. He's like forty two or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. But his whole thing, like you know, because he was in an interview and they mentioned about you know, is there hesitancy to use him because of his age? And he, and you know, his response is he's like, I, I've actually, and I think he mentioned this too in, in the Seamus workout video that the way he works out, he, he really is cognizant of the wear and tear he's putting on his joints. So mm -hmm. his workouts tend to be, you know, not as intense on, on them. And so he, he's avoided injury, which got on yep. him. Um, and just doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body. So he, he's just like, I, I don't, I'm not really worried about it because 
I've kind of managed, you know, the, that wear on me, um, over the, over the course of the career. So, which, I mean, that is a thing. Like I, I'm yeah. totally aware. So, Ooh. I mean, yeah, that was a pretty good cl- crack right there. Ooh. But I mean, I'm aware, you know, I, when I'm lifting, Kendo you know, I'm stick. 47, I, I'm always cognizant yeah. of like, where, how are my joints feeling right now? Yeah. You know, do we need to back off and all that? Like, you totally need that. And then you consider just the freaking workload of like mm-hmm. touring and everything like that. Yeah, you totally have to. Yep. All right. Man, so now kendo we're, stick. Kendo now stick we're, is rough. I, I mean, I know it is. I, I say, oh, it doesn't look that bad, but I, I can't. I'm, I'm not signing up to get hit by that thing, not willfully. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like you think about like someone digging that out in a real fight, and you're getting hit with it. Like that's one thing. It's a real fight. Like this is all stuff that like you're like yeah go ahead and do that to me like you're in full agreement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is one. that is one of the parts of, of professional wrestling that is kind of like just wow okay so you agreed to this all yeah. right yeah right on like with like with mick foley and uh, undertaker and hell in a cell like these people like each other yeah <laughs> they're doing these yeah. things to each other yeah Jeez. it's crazy what happened if you don't like them? <laughs> I, I I love these like massive blown up photos of people's heads. That that that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty. Funny. I wonder what it's like being around them though. Like you see uh, like all those uh, like the videos mm. from like the big music festivals, like Glastonbury and all that stuff. And people have like the flags mm. and the and the signs and all that. And I'm like, yeah, that seems all cute and stuff. But what if you're like two rows behind that guy? And maybe that's just because I'm shorter, so I'm always. I'm always pissed off at concerts because no matter where I stand or sit, I wind up behind someone who's approximately 6'10 and wearing like a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's just me. All right. Jay getting a little something in here. Jay's throwing some haymakers now. I'm totally going John Madden here because this this match has been going so slow. I'm I'm going to be John Madden talking about freaking seagulls. I mean, as as much as I, I'm not thrilled with the pace of this match, I, I, I do like how – in in these Roman Reigns matches, are crappy they, they, punches, man. That they, the, the first yeah, couple that, that were, is, but that was just. Yeah. <sighs> but 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 he works in like dialogue in the middle of the match. It's almost like you're watching kind of a cinematic match in a way. You know, there's, well, there's way yeah. more talking than than normally happens in a match. But that's the thing, like I and I appreciate like, the, and I'm not, I'm not saying every match has to be fast paced because I I I I kind of took the piss out of you know Ricochet and Logan Paul for being spot heavy and and fast, and then kind of praised. Lesnar Cody for taking that breathing space it's the matter of like what you do with those moves like if you're mm. going to have if you're going to show like how vicious your punches are and stuff like actually make it look good those work punches looked like crap you know and then the fact that you only have but like four moves and one yeah. of them is this stupid ass Superman punch yeah you know it's like throw a suplex in there maybe a body slam I don't yeah. know something to vary it up so that when you do a move it's like ooh wow, that's something. But it's always, it, it, it's like Roman Reigns moveset right now is literally like John Cena has more moves. That's impressive when the kendo stick breaks, just shatters like that. Yeah. Again, oh, I'm not signing nice. up to that. Nice. Oh, and he rolls halfway to the dog leg. <laughs> oh Jesus. That's yeah. a momentum. And the wise man weeps. Wise man is always covered in sweat. Not as much sweat as Brock Lesnar. No, no. And at least, at least Paul's wearing a suit. That is true. 
My gosh. I'm guessing those suits are tailored. I don't think that was Paul Heyman buys it off the rack. The ropes. Jay used that was. somersault over the ropes onto, onto Lesnar. You mean Reigns. Oh, sorry. Did I say Lesnar? You did. <laughs> I was talking See, about sweat, though, so it's this, very easy to get confused. This match is moving so slow, I think I'm still watching Cody and Brock, I guess. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm time-shifted. The man they call Tim is actually developing Alzheimer's during this match. <laughs> That's how slow it's going. Ooh, Superman punch in midair. He's out. Nah. Uh, Jay kicks out. Near fall. And that was going to be a flying nothing, as Brian Zane would say. Man. Now, what's the difference between a Superman punch and just a punch? Because he's in the air. Uh, Apparently, there's some motion he does with that glove where he locks it. Lock and load. <laughs> so stupid. That's right. I'm buying it hook, line, and sinker, baby. I used to think the people's elbow and the worm were the dumbest finishing moves ever. Nope. Superman punch every time. Is yeah, it a punch? His elbow is so entertaining. It's entertaining, yeah. But the Superman punch is neither devastating nor entertaining. Especially well, when folks, he keeps smelling the glove that he's going to do it with. Uncle oh, Todd here we and go. I are having to fill a lot of dead air in this match. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, and now he's panting like a cat in a 90-degree weather in a... What is it's like he's got a fur ball or something. It kind of looks like one of those toys with the chatter teeth, you know? A little, yeah. He's got that going on. Man, he does Oh, he, he's doing the ooh-ah. He he get when when he does that, he's almost like a boa constrictor. It's like his jaw unhinges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, soup. Oh, wow. That was a well-planted super kick. My god. Oh. Like Jay fell over because I think he mistimed the distance between. Oh, come on, man. So Jay with a, with a, uh, with a super splash. Yeah. Oh, his hand's bleeding. Yeah. He must've cut him. Oh, he probably cut himself on the, uh, on the uh, kendo stick. If I had to guess. Yeah. So super kick. And then Jay does the Uso splash, but only gets two. You know, what'd be and crazy. Now he's now now look, Jay's rolling at one one eighth impulse power. Look at this. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's on thrusters only. <laughs> Mister Crusher, the sale. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, right, the, so oh, when hey, I here. listen to Cornette, he and his coat. How did he pull that chair out? I don't know. I I almost wonder. Is, is someone under the ring? Did they hand that to him? All right, so for, for the viewing audience, Jay goes to pull the apron up, which I assumed he was then going to reach in and pull something out. And when he pulled the apron up, a chair appeared in his hand. It's like yeah. it was just there. It was. It was it's almost like it spawned like a video game. Like, yeah, basically I selected a chair. Look, look at Heyman. Look at Heyman. He's like, don't do this to my tribal chief. He loves Heyman you. Heyman looks like he just got hit himself. Heyman's like wailing. He's yeah. wailing on the outside. It's hysterical. The next thing he's gonna, he's gonna rend his garments in a moment. He's <laughs> gonna be weeping and gnashing of go teeth. Full, full Brock and uh, you know his suit's just gonna start disintegrating. <laughs> Dear God, please no. <laughs> the world does not need to see that. And you know what? I think Paul would agree with me. Now Reigns is rolling at one eighth impulse power. Good God! Well, but he's been moving at one eighth impulse power for the past two years. That's not shocking. <laughs> oh, and here we go. Now what are we getting? 
He's got a stack of chairs. Oh my gosh. What do we, what, what okay. Wow. All righty. So, so what you're telling me is this is a table, ladder, and chairs match is what, what this is boiling down to. It, it's it, not tribal combat. Okay, so why, oh, we, we throw all these on in there. All right. And, and now we're going to sit out here. Um, yep, it looks like he's in stomach distress again. Okay, we're just meandering around. I mean, the dudes, you got him dead to rights, and you're just meandering around the ring. I mean, again, are we stalling for time? Is there a special guest that's, that's, that's you know, had trouble at the border? I mean, what, what the hell is going on? Heyman. Oh, my God. <laughs> and now we're oh going to take my... forever to set Roman up here. Gee, I wonder oh. if he's going to fight back when you go for the superplex. I wonder. I wonder if Jay is going to get pushed onto those chairs. I think it's a pretty good bet. Pretty good bet. Yep. Thinks better if it goes down to the middle room. Uh, He's thinking about it. He's thinking, oh, no, never mind. Bet's off. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Is that a Superman uppercut? I've lost track. No, he's not. He's not jumping. It's not Superman unless you're in the air. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. I hate that move so much. I know. It is. It is kind of a cheesy move. And Reigns with his red booties. Ooh, nice kick to the head while Reigns is sitting on top of the turnbuckle. This is. It's it, it's like they have like moments of of fast action and then they get right back to one eighth impulse. Yep. And now he's like, "Don't you sandbag me! Don't you sandbag me!" And Jay's oh, going in. There's no the sandbagging, but there's a power bomb about to be executed on Jay Uso on the chairs. I'm surprised. It looked like Roman was going to slide Ooh. on one of those chairs. Oh my gosh. I love Roman with like the mouth wide open as he's doing the pen. What? What do I have to do to put this man away? He almost unhinges his jaw again like he's going to take down a particularly juicy rat. Yes. I look brutal though. Perhaps a guinea pig. All right. And now. Where where are we now here? Okay. And now Reigns is sitting on the apron because again, it's not we're we're getting too fast paced. It, it was actually like three things that happened in under a minute. We need to slow this the f down. Now what are we going to go under? We I still got that well, one friggin' table ladder. underneath there. Oh, oh that, now we're setting oh, up another table. table, and and Reigns can't seem to ma- figure out how to set up a table. It is what? interesting when they have to pull this stuff out. How they have to like you know work through the geometry of how to do this. The thing is like it, they don't even use those tables down at ringside anymore. Like it used to be, you could figure that you know like they used to actually use the banquet tables for the commentary and all that. Mm. Now they don't even use those. So what the hell would they be doing under the ring anyways? I don't know. Same with a ladder. Like why is there a ladder underneath there? Though you get you're not going to change a Uh-oh. light bulb. Uh oh. He's leaning oh, it. Oh, here we go. He's leaning it. And yeah. Uh oh. Gosh. Roman's got him up for a Samoan drop. There's two tables here set up. One of them's going down. One Maybe. of them's going down. It's just going to take us another 12 minutes to get there. 
and Jay is going to very slow. No, he no, he fights back. Oh, oh, no, non-Superman punch. Non-Superman punch. It it's was a non-super. He has to be in flight in order yeah. for it to count as a Superman punch. All of four and a half inches off the canvas is that extra added force of gravity. My God, these punches. Yeah. It'd be funny is if he slipped and fell and he just kind of like laid on the like table didn't break because it was just like so slow. Well, just because he felt like a giant sack of crap, like basically. <laughs> that was a nasty looking uppercut. Not a Superman punch though, because again, no flight, no it flight. Border, it was borderline. He kind of it was there was a little hippity hop. It was like a little bunny hop. Oh, dear God. Okay, we. I mean, at least stuff is happening. At least stuff is happening here. At least Roman's moving more than uh, one quarter impulse. Oh, he's he's got Roman up off his feet, and much like my 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 rotund cat, Roman does not like being up off his feet. He gets nervous, gets mm-hmm. very nervous when he's up off his feet. Oh, here we go again, and one table down. Oh, where's Heyman? Heyman's that down looked, on one knee, ladies and gentlemen. That looked vicious. I'm surprised he didn't just rend his garments. <laughs> you better be thankful he's not rending his garments. Again, I'm very glad. Oh, my gosh. You better have a spare suit under, underneath that one. And now just frozen, staring at Jey Uso. Oh, he, you know, he got Jake back up. grabbing that hand, that hand that's bleeding. The thing is, like, after all of this, he's just like, I got a splinter. <laughs> Now, see, what they should have done is Jay gone under the ring and Jimmy come out and then, you know, wrestle for a bit and then go back under. <laughs> That's what they should have done. The old, the old which Uso is it trick. Exactly. Exactly. Now is he reaching under the ring for, for God's sake. What else is under there? What is that? Oh, is it a strap? Okay. Oh, there's a strap. All right, I clearly started this match well past this point. I, I, I think I, I don't I don't remember this at all. So I don't think I actually saw this from the beginning. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I love that. Whipping like a government mule. <laughs> Ooh. Are you watching Roman this? Roman Reigns' uh, left oh, elbow okay. is all sort of messed yeah. up. Oh, he definitely caught part of that table. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I love that. Just go right into the camera. And get out of my way. Yeah. He didn't say that, of course. Get out of my way. I need to go into the crowd. I nope. need to be with my people. Where's Where's Roman going? He's, he's pulling the James Brown routine. Oh. Someone put a cape on him. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't go. Now, here's the thing. That would be it's, great if when they, when they start doing that. Here's the thing: if they're going to start brawling in the crowd, we 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 got to have a concessions vendor with with some some drinks available here. And uh, I want to see Jay grab uh, Stone Cold style. A oh Coke. wait, here we go. Have a sip. Oh, have himself have himself a oh. little water. Oh, there he is. He's hydrating. He's hey. no no no. Get the bottle and beat him over the head with it. Nah. He's got bigger things. This rando table that's just mysteriously set up here. Ah, the old rando table. A couple spools of cable. Oh. Oh, where did Solo come from? Look, I love how Roman lands lands like sitting. He's like lands sitting. Solo. Oh, oh, 
Oh, solo. So you did that much better than I try. I <laughs> I sucked at that. Oh, now we're going to... Oh, don't... Hey, that... Solo, come on. They set dressed that for a half hour. Vince had to call in two different orders to change those spools from the left to the right. He's like, oh. little brother, little brother, my rear end. But bam <laughs> That's a pretty... And again, now Solo's picked up the, the pace of this match, and now he needs to shuffle on off somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We got to slow this thing down again. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're just going to sit here and stare for a while. Who's who is that? Someone in the crowd yelling "Solo, yeah. don't do it!" Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's crazy. All right, now we got Solo moving at one tenth impulse power, trying to pull Jay, who's at one eighth. Oh yeah, they're all in space dock at this Good point. Thrusters God. only. Thrusters <laughs> look only. At, look at how and Jay's trying to help him. Look at him. <sighs> yeah, he's trying to push him faster. Come on, dude. Well, now we yep. understand why the women's matches got cut. Good lord! Oh, I can only imagine. What I don't were the women's? About that, but but Becky Lynch and uh, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, not Tori Wilson. I can't think of her Trish name. Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Thank you. Um, I think they were supposed to have a match, and I had read it got cut due to time concerns. Are you serious? They got cut yeah. off the card completely. Yeah. They're they're gonna wrestle uh, in when they're in Winnipeg, I think. Oh. Uh, Dude, this, all right. So where are we at here? We started at three oh nine, forty yeah, fracking minutes. Oh my gosh! Good Come lord! On, dude. I guess I should have timed this out a little bit more. Sorry, man. Yeah, we're gonna have one of those episodes that uh, that Podbean won't upload to, directly to YouTube. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I found that out. Oh, and hey, while well, we got some time to kill here. Oh, wait, actually, some stuff might be happening here. Wait, so Solo might might be getting the Samoan spike out. Here we go. No, we're just going to do another another slam. He's going to scream. Roman just pointing at the sky. Okay. I've got to say, I, I, I love Solo's, like, yelling after he does something vicious. It's it's He's very animated. And then he has to kind of recover from it. He's, like, huffing and puffing now. <laughs> And Roman's like, yes, you move at the same pace as me. So uh, I want to know what this spike thing is. Like, what is this? Is, does he have like he, a... He jams his thumb into someone's throat, basically. Well, I know, but it, is, this, is this like an Iron Mike Sharp situation where he's had this cast forever? Kind Cowboy of. Bob Orton? He always has his, his fist tape like that, which to me has to be very uncomfortable because one's thumb sticking out like that all the time is going to probably snag something at some point. What? Oh, Solo gets the uh, gets the spear. All right, all right. Now See, business is picking up. My theory is. Oh, I, I think they are. Oh, there we go. Nice spear from Jay. Oh, the good thing God. is, like, I can't. Okay, so the crowd is now back into this. Yeah, but yeah. I still can't defend just how slow this is. Like, this is almost mm-hmm. like they're into it in spite of the fact that you're moving so slow. Yes, there yeah. is gears between where they are and where you know, and 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 like too fast. Like, yep, you can go up a gear, a gear or two, and this still would be effective and dramatic. It's just taking for fracking ever. Yeah. Like you're doing, you're gonna take away a Becky Lynch match to to give me like you couldn't 
cut 15 minutes off of this thing? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, here's so here's my prediction, because this is based on what we saw from Cody and Brock and what we're seeing here. I, I, I think we are going to be headed toward a Reigns Rhodes 2 mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Which fine, but, yeah. Which is fine. But what I think will be poetic and, and I think they will do from a storytelling perspective is Reigns will be going into that match alone. Maybe with Heyman. Maybe with Heyman. Mm. But Solo will be no more. They, they are planting the seeds for Solo to roll off. So, well, yeah, it's uh, just the slow disintegration of the tribal, of the, you know. Exactly. Of the family, of, yeah. Of the bloodline. Yeah. 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 But but that spear that, that he nailed on Solo, I, I think, is indicative of over time, there's, there's going to start to be dissension on his side, and then he's going to find himself flying solo. Hi. <laughs> See what I did there? Hi. I mean, you only telegraphed that from about five minutes ago. Now, nice job trying to edit that. Yeah. We'll, we'll slow on the bleep uh, button there, buddy. Whoever's working the sound mix. I'm pretty sure that was an F-bomb, and then they managed to mute like a good half second afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Oh. oh, here we go. Is there dissension afoot? You know what? We need a Haku run in. And not just any Haku. We we need to have Haku like circa late 90s when he had the big fro. Oh, yeah. Full oh, on like sail hair. Yes. <laughs> Solo and Roman with a stare down. All right, uh, so I got to be honest with you. Why is he point, clutching his stomach at? Is he having? Cause, is because he, he get, took he took a spear. He he did, took he took oh, okay. the full run of the spear. I was just wondering if the bloodline got a hold Ooh. of something like bad sushi or something. Ooh, out of nowhere. You know, I'm kind of getting tired of that that spot of yeah. of crashing into the timekeeper's area. Like the the barricade gives way. Like. It feels like that happens way too often, mm. even though it's probably like once or twice a year. Like, that's just far too often, you know? I feel like at this point I need to apologize for suggesting we re-watch this match because, man, I clearly must have joined at the tail end. and As well you should, sir. Good Lord. Oh, I, and, and how did the commentary table get get put back together? Well, they they you know they have a stack of tables under the ring. They probably picked one up and repurposed it. So yeah, Michael Cole out there with his with his black and Decker. V V V V. That's a terrible on, drill solo. sound. Don't do it, Solo. Don't do it, Solo. Ooh, ooh. And Solo gently places himself up on the oh little assist from the crowd. Nice, nice. Well, we now have the announce table destroyed not once, but twice. Well, it might have been three times. Something else might have happened during this thing that oh, we don't know about. That's true. Could, I, feel like, I feel like this could match is like watching an entire pay-per-view unto itself. Yeah, it is. Oh, and that fracking third table is still set up in the corner. And there's Roman's like 13th spear of the night. Is that going to finish him off? Spear. Oh, here he goes. Jay's going for the splash. Three spears in. Three splashes in. Are we going to get a pinfall here or not? Of course not. Hooks the leg. Who's One, this? One, two. What? Oh, I'm guessing this is Jimmy. You'll see. Yep. 
I am not my brother's keeper. <laughs> it's not just Jimmy. Come on, Michael Cole. It's Jimmy with a stink eye. That's a severe stink eye right there. Look at Heyman behind him. <laughs> it's like he's projecting the stink eye through Jimmy. <laughs> Do it. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy just staring him down. Jimmy Again, just staring him down. Just Heyman staring down Jimmy. Jimmy staring down Jay. Roman smelling the glove again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely <laughs> nothing happening. Dear sweet God. Okay, I get it. Pause for a moment, but come on. Something. So I don't know quite where they're going to go with this because oh, that was I get a terrible the... super oh. kick. Terrible. Missed and missed mean, him by a mile. Jimmy took a beating. I, I I see it being a jealousy thing where it's like, you know, he gets the his tail kicked and then, you know, his brother's out there calling himself main event Jay and all this stuff and he just had enough or whatever. Like I, I get going that way. But the question is, is he aligned with Roman or not? Because Yeah, see, like Roman's even perplexed. Oh either yeah. That, either that or he smelled something in his glove that he didn't care for. So, you know. <laughs> For someone who's supposed to be in charge, Roman looks perplexed a lot. He does. He does. Which, I mean, there's so many political jokes to go with there. I'm I'm going to avoid all of them. Two, three. And there we go. Game over. Brother betrayed by brother. (sighs) Yes, he is still the undisputed universal WWE champion. Is it really undisputed? Because if it's undisputed, what's all the fighting for? I don't know. No one can make an argument that they can claim the title other than he. I guess. Oh, All gosh. right, shall we pause it and uh, commentate for a moment before closing this, uh, closing the ranch up for the night, evening? Oh, dear God, please. Yes, it's done. All right. <sighs> well, uh, I, I threw in there a, a quick uh, summation of, of comparing these two matches. I, I think I can do it in 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 two words: uh, fast no, and slow. God, please, no, no, no. Let me talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, you are worse than Hulk Hogan. Amen, Shiki. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, sir, between so so j- just a quick comparison: <sighs> Cody and Brock versus versus Jay and and Roman. What do you think? <sighs> I'm sitting down. Oh. Gosh, that okay. Well, here's the thing. All right, first match Cody versus Brock, you know, made me feel like, wow, okay, this is unusual, this is different, this is Mm -hmm. how you do drama, and you do it without having to do a whole lot of stuff. There's no run ins, as, as, as Uncle Corny says, there's no furniture, there's you know, there's not. And and the way that it works, it works within the context of professional wrestling, mm. you know, that it, it takes place in the ring and the rules of professional wrestling and that and that and that reality. You know what I mean? The second match sucked my will to live by yeah. about minute 20, which given how it was 12 minutes of intros was only eight minutes into the match. And I was already like, just somebody shoot me. Just somebody shoot me. Like I was hoping yeah. for my basement to flood and I would drown. Um, it, I don't. And, and then, of course, we have to go into all the shenanigans. We have to have you don't get just one run in. You get two run ins. 
and then we have to have the tables and then we have to do this. And then on top of all of that, which all of that could work, all of that can work within the context of this. Yeah. But you're moving so bloody slow. Yeah. Yeah. And the same four or five moves over and over again and not even a particularly interesting dramatic way just because well we got to do something so i guess roman's going to do another spear or we're going to mm. we got to do something so roman's going to try and superman punch yeah. you know like dear sweet god i mean ah oh, it's it's just it's infuriating because yeah. because yeah. roman the the character of roman reigns works Mm-hmm. And and having him as as the the top dog in the in the WWE works. The problem is in most of these situations, if you go, I mean, actually, this and this is just occurring to me right now because, well, I'm probably slow. Mm-hmm. If you go back to Sammy, you go mm-hmm. back to Cody. Now you get into Jay. Roman Reigns is the least interesting part. Of all of those stories. He is the <sighs> least interesting part of them. Uh, he is the most. I, I, I say that because and, I, and granted, I mean, you do you one side is going to have a little bit more complexity than the other because one is, you know, being the, the bad guy mm-hmm. like like Vader in mm-hmm. in in episode four. You don't need to know that Vader is, you know, all the backstory of Vader. You just know that he's scary. Mm-hmm. That's all he has to be because he's the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. But eventually you have to start learning some more about that character. The character has to become a little more interesting and a little more integral to the story. All of these stories mm-hmm. are just not that in- are, are he is the least interesting part of it. He is that same thing and it's the, it's the same damn Roman Reigns match. Well, and I, I get I, it. Like I get that yeah. he, that you're 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 trying to make them the heel, and that he gets his, he gets the help, and he gets this, and that, and that protecting him, and all. I, I get all the business reasons and all that. But when you put the whole package together, him not being that interesting, and not really getting that many more layers, and not doing it in a particularly exciting way, or the same style of match, the same sort of finish, the mm-hmm. same sort of way the thing progresses, how friggin slow it is you put all that together and it's just you get to a point where it's like okay now where you had me with roman reigns actually Mm -hmm. like and you remember like go back in our archives and listen to me talk about roman reigns Mm -hmm. like four years ago i was just i couldn't have disliked this character more It, it was it was humanly impossible and then Listen, like a year ago, and I was getting it, and I was in on the character. I was on board. Mm. You're pushing me back to where I was before. Yeah, and I think inevitably you're going to push the fans back there too, where where you were trying to shove them down the fans' throats before, and they just weren't having it. I think eventually you are going to get to that point. But, I, but I, 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 as soon as he's not in a pro, if they try and keep this character the same, mm-hmm. and as soon as he's not in a character with a compelling guy like a Sami Zayn, like a Jay Uso, or mm-hmm. a Cody Rhodes, where the stakes are really high because of that other guy, mm-hmm. you put Roman Reigns in a match with anybody, like back with McIntyre or, or whoever, 
and they don't have that same like you need the help of the heel to sell the thing. It's it can't just be sold all on the baby face. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fans are going to turn on him because it'll be boring as hell. I have a slightly different take on it. Okay. So I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but but I, I, I may not necessarily 100% agree. I, I, Lay I think it on this me. match. Lay it on me, Daddy. Lay I, it on I, me. I, I think what was missing here was I think Jay should have brought the fire. I, I don't think Jay should have been running at the same pace as Roman. I think um, what I like that they've done with Roman, and, and you know, yes, it, it, it could be that they're getting to the, to the end of, of, you know, the, the, the gas with this character. Um, but I like the fact that he is the, you know, he, he is more of a, a strategic and sort of plotting sort of character where, you know, he, like in the first two years of his reign, he wasn't as dependent on getting help. You know, he, he was just, he was superior. He was brutal. He, you know, soundly defeated all of the, you know, opponents put in his way and, and, and he wasn't really as reliant on, you know, the bloodline around him, you know, kind of toward the end of, you know, as, as we're into year three here and stuff like that, and, and the bloodline has, has fallen apart, he's more reliant on, you know, um, those, you know, interference and, and those, those forces coming to play solo showing up and that sort of thing. And so, um, what I think they need to do is is they they've got to start changing up the match pace, like we talked about. They got to they got to start changing up the formula of the matches, where you know you have people who are bringing the fight to Roman, and and Romans, you know, rather than dominating, is is kind of just scraping to get by. I, I think they got to be working up to that that crisis of confidence, which he has portrayed extraordinarily well. Like before the bloodline broke up, some of the most interesting promos with him. And, and scenes on SmackDown had to do with, you know, him processing Sammy becoming more popular than him and him processing, you know, the, 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 the fact that, you know, he was losing his grip and his hold on, on his, his, you know, twin cousins, you know, like that's when Roman's interesting when he's showing that vulnerability. And so I think they need to bring, you know, they, they need to keep threading that, but they also need to like this match, really stuck out in that they, they need to change the pace. It, it's got to move on from slow plotting talk. I mean, keep the talking smack in there, but, but, but amp up the pace of it, you know, like, like, like either have him be dominant or have it be Jay as a house of fire coming in and really trying to get retribution for his brother and, and not turn it into this. Like, really, I mean, this was really slow and, and, you know, all transparency, you know, I listened to Cornette's review on the train on the way home and he and his co-host were were just harping on that. And I, I didn't fully understand it. I'm like, man, I, I, I only saw the tail end of the match, I think. And and that's why and I now stone like cold that. sober. That too. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. With with without the bourbon, this was kind of a slow, slow, slow roll here. So Yeah. Yeah. So uh I, I, I very much think it, it, when we talk about tail of two matches, I, I really feel like you, you saw with Rhodes and Lesnar the strength of a story the uh you know kind of a bit of impromptu with uh um you know kind of the end of the match and and but but also a very consistent story being told in the match and even threading in things from prior matches which which just kind of leveled up you know the the um you know just the detail and and the depth to to the emotion that the match brought and it and it hooked everyone the 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 main event was just i mean it was it was rough to get through i mean i i i 
fully agree with you. It, it was a rough, rough one to get through. And, uh, and that's where I think they need to start changing up the formula with, with his matches. Um, I think he can be an interesting character as a vulnerable yet dominant champion, but they got to change up the formula. And, and this, this was a, a big spotlight on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't agree that he can be an interesting character. Um, <laughs> I, oh, and, we're, uh, we're slow. The pendulum's, pendulum is slowly swinging back to the negative four thousand stars that you once no, assigned. I, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm trying to, I'm trying to give the guy I the benefit know, of the doubt. But I just think that you've, you've, at a certain point, you do enough damage to a character, or you neglect the character. Yeah. And I think that might be closer to where we're at. I don't think the character has been fatally wounded. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think the character has been neglected long enough, and you've gone past the point where now you you are stuck with a Roman Reigns match. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's uh, maybe it's his. It, it, I don't know what his move set ability level is as a worker. But I don't. I haven't. I don't remember that much of anything before seeing you know just this series of Roman Reigns matches, which are all basically the same, and it's it's mm-hmm. kind of re- veering into Hogan esque territory. Yeah, where yeah. okay, it's going to be but up, but up, but up, but up, and that's it. Yeah, um, that's not interesting, and that's not going to hook people. So no, yeah. no, it yeah. isn't. Um, yeah. So I, I just don't know what you're going to do with this character to make it better. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, but I agree. I, I and I see your points. I, I just don't know where this is getting better. And to me, yeah. it's still no excuse. Um, so uh, let's let's do let's do this. Let's finish this up this way because we are hurtling towards midnight here on the yes. East Coast. Yes. Um, so if we had to give some star ratings, mm-hmm. uh, let's go with a uh, let's go with Lesnar and Rhodes first. What would you give for a star rating for our our first main event of the evening? Uh, I would give that four and a half. I mean that that was damn near perfect for a, a, a final third in, in a trilogy of matches and uh as we talked about it, it it told the right story it flipped on its head you know cody's promise of uh you know embarrassing lesnar and turned into lesnar you know in a lot of ways just trying to put cody down um doing the thing he couldn't do in the, from the second match and weaving in you know items from the first match so yeah I, I think this was damn near perfect and honestly the ending was was a nice surprise like like you you, you just don't see lesnar do that and and if there was ever a, a ringing endorsement for for cody moving forward you know lesnar did a great great thing for him as, as much as cody did for lesnar in terms of shining a light on his you know viciousness and so mm-hmm. um so yeah so i'm, I'm gonna give that four and a half i i'm tempted to go five but i i'm, I'm going to agree with you four and a half because there's there yeah. are some nits to pick there it, there it, it there was are. not a perfect match but i mean like you yep. said it, it was damn close damn yeah. close yeah um so if you had to rank <laughs> if you had to give a star rating for our final main event of the yeah. evening uh, um, for jay uso versus roman reigns what would you give it uh, I'm gonna actually give it two and a half. It it it, it the, the the pacing really really stood out. Pacing really stood out. I mean, there were some good you know sequences in there. Um, and but but like we talked about, I I just I think the pacing killed this match, and and it and it really impacted the ability to connect with it. Um, you know when you're sitting here watching and you're just asking yourself, 
when is this going to end? You know what I mean? Like, like, like you, you, you know, something isn't, isn't clicking the right way. And so, um, I, I think they had a good story going into it. Um, I just don't think they paced the match out the right way. And, and it, it, you know, in some ways too, you know, the overabundance of chairs and, and all the weapons and stuff. I mean, it just, I know they were trying to go for this tribal combat thing, but I think there could have been a better way to, to frame the match as well. And, and it just, it just didn't feel like anything different or special. It just felt like, I mean, honestly, if they just brought it ladder and it would have been a TLC match. So, True. um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go two and a half, um, pacing needs to be better and, and they've, they've got to switch up the, the, the reins formula cause it's, it's getting stale. It's getting stale. So yeah, I, I'm just, I just remembered that I, I did see one other match on this, on this show. I watched, uh, the, the Baszler Rousey match. Ah, um, yes. Yep. So I will say just based on what I watched at the very least, Reigns Uso wasn't the worst match of the night. No, that's fair. Because that that went to Rousey and Baszler. Yeah, I, it wasn't awful. It was just it, it just. Oh no no no! It it was awful. Yeah. It just wasn't the most awful. Okay. Um. I give it one star. Oh wow! And and this is the reason why. Glad it's staying above the zero. You know, it's a positive well, it's, number. So. It's damn close. I was damn close to giving it zero stars. But the the only reason I'm going to give it one star is because they did manage to keep the crowd. You know, and and that's mostly the dramatic. The, just the in in some cases, I think it's the residual drama mm-hmm. of the of the bloodline falling apart and how people are really just want to see. Reigns yep. get his comeuppance and see that whole thing come to the come to the yeah. you know be laid low. That had almost nothing to do with what happened in this match. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, the fact that you have a main event, like the final match of the night, you drop a match off of your card to give this one more time. This match was given what? Gosh, I I just I closed the window. It was almost it, forty-five minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes and that's not bell to bell but that's like 45 minutes of like intros and every like it's it took up almost an hour of your pay-per-view and for it to be that slow plodding uninteresting unentertaining not really dramatic like literally i was i'm in the same boat as you like i was wondering like okay when the hell is this thing gonna end yeah yeah for that to be your main event mm-hmm is inexcusable mm-hmm. especially when you like for aew maybe i could get by it because as we know tony khan is such a mark who's just happy and seemingly seems at times to be just happy to be around the boys yeah you know it's if, if from from one of those companies where where someone just has a ton of money and they just want to hang out with the boys and have a good time and and be part of wrestling i then there you can expect something like this from the biggest sports entertainment company on the planet that's been doing this for a long time, filled with people who have been doing this for a long time, with with tons of people involved in this match itself who have been doing this for a long time. And this is what you produce? Inexcusable that yeah. you come up with something that is that damn boring. Mm-hmm. That's, I, 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 it, it almost defies logic. You would almost mm-hmm. think by accident you come up with something better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. almost like you're trying to be that boring. Yep. I agree. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
If if I mean if you haven't watched if you haven't watched this pay per view, ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a favor and skip to this match first, and then go back and watch the rest of the rest of the pay per view. If watch anything, one point five times. That might actually like when you're listening to podcasts, you want to speed that mother up. That might be a good idea for this. <laughs> seriously it, it, it might actually bring the ma- match to a, to a reasonable pace at that point because of, of how slow they were moving <laughs> it might but then again peacock's uh peacock's um you know player is absolute garbage yeah. if you're if you're not on a on a laptop or something uh, if yeah. you're actually using like apple tv or something like that it is the worst interface i don't know i don't know how they managed to f up a video player that badly when it's like everyone and their brother is using it but it's god awful um yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't actually show you. At least mine on Apple TV didn't show. Like as you're scrubbing forward, mm-hmm. you just had to guess. Like it, it just tells you the time is moving forward. I'm like, seriously, every other video yeah. player shows you, so you can tell. Here, you're just guessing blindly. It's like the day. It's like going back to the days when you had a freaking cassette tape, and mm-hmm. you were just like kind of fast forwarding and guesstimating where the next song is going to start. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe just like skip around Brock and Cody and then watch that last and pretend it was the last match of the night and you'll walk away happy. Um, that would be my my go. advice. Just chop this sucker up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. dear God. Oh, yeah, that was rough. <sighs> that was a rough second match. Oh, now, Rousey Baszler, I would bad, bad, bad whatever. The Shane of at this point, I would have I would have zero for that one. That's the only reason. Yeah. Uh, and that's just because they broke all the laws of like, oh, hey, we obviously know this is a fixed MMA match. Mm. You know, and that's the only reason that gets worse. But this was terrible. Yeah. Agreed. Terrible. Agreed. Um, all right, sir. So, uh, again, we are and I didn't help us by uh, going over on that. So let's uh, <laughs> let's try and rush to the end here. What do you got for and another thing this episode, sir? And another thing. Uh, this is a book that I uh, took me a long time to get through it. It's 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 not that it's not an easy read. I I'm not very disciplined in in my reading, but um, it, it is a long book. But it is it was interesting to me to understand a bit more about uh really the service that is potentially bringing this podcast to you, uh, Spotify. Uh, it's called the Spotify Play, and uh, I put in quotes. Uh, subtitle is how CEO. And founder Daniel Eck beat Apple, Google, and Amazon in the race for audio dominance. And this is by Sven Carlson and Jonas Lejonghefud. Um, but he's really. Did you actually the, look up that pronunciation? Uh, I just guessed it on the fly. Okay. So just I was wondering because I'm like, damn, that's that's impressive. Par- partially, my 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 being tired is probably, uh, <laughs> you know, some some somewhat to uh, to blame here. True. Um, or, or, or to, to credit me, but uh, no, just a really interesting book about, um, you know, about Daniel Eck, who, who founded the company. Um, you know, again, just one of these stories where I'm just, I'm always fascinated just how, how these big companies come to be and just how close they, they come to not being. And, uh, um, just, just all the various challenges, um, you know, that he and, and, uh, you know, his company faced and, you know, to be honest, you know, Spotify, which we feel like is, you know, as, as many of us have probably experienced has been around for a long time, really didn't become a public company until I think if I remember right, it was either 2018 or 2019. Hmm. Um, so they were a startup for like 10 to 12 years, which is not normal. Um, That's like a Roman Reigns pace for a startup. Uh, kind of. 
kind of in a way, a little, little bit of like Jay rolling, you know, out at one quarter impulse. Um, but uh, no, just a very, very interesting story. Um, it does take a bit to get through. And, and, um, and, and it's not that it's, like I said, it's not a hard read. It's just, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I commit little snippets of time and, and I don't, I'm not consistent with it, unfortunately. So, um, but when I was reading it, it, it was very fascinating to me. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of complexity that went into, um, you know, them trying to find the right, you know, you know, finance, you know, we talked about with streaming services, trying to, you know, get the finance model right. Um, you know, obviously one of the biggest concerns was, you know, making sure that the artists and the record companies were getting their share and, and how would you do that over streaming? And so they, they came up with some very, you know, novel approaches to it. Um, the book delves into some, you know, uh, some, some, almost like proof of concept or, or more longer range thinking, you know, kind of things that they tried, they tried getting into video, they tried getting into some other realms and, and it didn't pan out, you know, so just, you know, good to balance the success with, with the things that, that didn't work out. Um, and, and yeah, just, just really the, the journey to get to the point where, where the company is now. Um, and so, uh, so I'd, I'd highly recommend the book. It was really, really interesting. And these authors do a very thorough job, um, you know, really, really, uh, dive into to not just Daniel Eck, but also, you know, the, the management team, some of the folks that started the, the company and the, the initial founders and, and investors and, and just how over time, because of the length of time it took them to get to that point, it, you know, they rotated out, um, you know, people left and, and new people came in to kind of get it to a place where, uh, where it is now. And so uh, just, just a very, very interesting story. So it's called The Spotify Play, uh, how CEO and founder Daniel Eck beat Apple, Google, and Amazon in the race for audio dominance. Do check it out a uh, very very good book very interesting how about you sir what do you have for your end another thing uh, i'm staying in a literary direction myself i just finished up a book uh that i would highly recommend um to to anyone because it's it's terribly funny uh, even if you're not a fan of the the biogra- uh, biography um section of your bookstore or library it is called windswept and interesting my autobiography by uh, musician comedian and uh, general uh, f- uh, funny, funny, funny human being, Billy Connolly. Um, it's a great, 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 great book. It's so funny in places and also uh, very touching in places. And it's uh, it's very much kind of in the mode of watching a Billy Connolly show um, where there's digressions, there is changes of thought. Um, it, it's, it's a very interesting thing. One of the things I... I I did not know, which was kind of surprising considering how much I like the the background and the making of and, and kind of how the sausage is made. Um, I did not realize that he never had a, a set per se when hmm. he went out to do a, a show. And this is a guy who would do, uh, do a comedy show anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours. He, the longest show he ever did was four hours long. And he never went out with, you know, because comedians usually have their set. They, they know kind of like how the thing is going to go. And there's some improv, improv in there. He never went out on stage knowing what he was going to talk about. Wow. And, and would, would do multiple shows in a city and each show would be different. That He would just talk about different things and it could just genuinely be funny. And that's one of the things that he talks about is, you know, the difference between telling jokes and, and being legit funny. And back when he worked as a welder in the, in the shipyards, he says the, the, the guys there were genuinely funny without telling jokes. They were just funny in the way that they were talking. Uh, and so that, and that was 
is very interesting, of course, because I've I've also listened to a lot of his comedy or watched a lot of his you know videos and stuff like that. So as I'm reading the book, I could hear his voice, just just reading this to me, and it was tremendous. Um, I did not see the audio book, but oh, I think someone turned off the lights on me. That's awesome. <laughs> oh jeez. That's great. So, so for those who don't know, I'm actually, uh, I'm down, I'm down in my basement. So we have two people recording in the basement this week and yeah, they did. They turned off the lights on me. Luckily I have one light left. That's awesome. Anyways, this is where the Blair witch comes in and gets me. Um, but I, I would, if there's an audiobook version of this, I'm sure it'd be tremendous if Billy Connolly is reading it. Um, uh, but I highly recommend it. It's, it's a a lot of a lot of fun and uh from a guy who has seen a lot and done a lot um and is genuinely just one of the, the funniest people i've ever seen do comedy and i've i've watched a lot of comedy nice very cool well ladies and gentlemen uh thank you for bearing with us through what we thought would be a nice tidy little show but turned out to be a bit of a, a an <sighs> endurance contest <laughs> um but it was fun uh it was, of a sort it was. um but uh, thank you all to uh, tuning in for listening. Thank you to all the members of the Free Range Idiocy Congregation for joining us once again as we gather to read from the Holy Scrolls of Idiocy. Uh, if you don't know what the hell the Free Range Idiocy Congregation is, well, the only thing you have to do to join is you just subscribe to the podcast. That's it. It's a real low bar. We like to think of ourselves as a, as a very low entry uh, level cult um, and, and a friendly one as well. Um, and uh, so what you do is you go to uh, freerangeedc.com. You can find all of our podcasts there. You can download them individually. You can subscribe right there through the Podbean app. If you say, I've got plenty of apps in my life, uh, well, then you can go find us on one of the apps that you already have. There's the aforementioned Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on whatever that Amazon service is. We're on Pandora, a whole bunch of others. Just search for Free Arrange EDC. Pretty sure no one else is out there pretending to be us. Um, you can also find us on the social medias. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. You can also find all of our episodes on YouTube if you prefer to get your podcasts from the YouTube. All of those are at Free Range EDC. Uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, or concerns that you'd like to... Uh, I don't know, brooch or bring up or perhaps, uh, you know, throw a brick, a uh, digital brick through our window, if you will. Uh, you can send all of those to Tim at freerangeidc.com and he will get back to you forthwith, if not sooner. Uh, and, and I won't because, well, quite honestly, I, I can barely tie my shoes in the morning. Tim is definitely the one who can handle things more in life than I can. Um, and now I'm actually going to hand over, hand the baton, as it were, over to Tim, uh, or as I lovingly refer to him as, the less idiotic of the two idiots who handle this show, and uh, but not before I ask him the the second most important question ever uttered by human lips. The first, of course, being, what is hip? The second being, what in the hell did we learn this episode? I need money. We've learned the following. Ah, uh, good. We've learned that Uncle Todd and the man they call Tim, we have stamina. But that stamina has been put to the test. Jey Uso Roman Reigns match. Good Lord Almighty! Oh my God! I feel like it was community oh. service. We we have learned uh, that uh, the man they call Tim flexes with the best of them, especially when he's on the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. He will be uh, representing Free Range EDC a bit more effectively the next time. Just next time, don't lift up your shirt and show off your uh, your belly button ring. I that will try not to. I will try. Not almost to. got I, tossed I, out for that. I, I did get reprimanded by security on that front. <laughs> we have also learned that uh, Dormammu is going to be Uncle Todd and the man they call Tim's uh, bourbon brand that will be coming in uh, three years' time. 
So just, just keep an eye out for that. Dor- Dormammu, ladies and gentlemen. Model Bond, Dormammu. That's right. That's right. Barrel proof, baby. Barrel proof. Uh, we've learned the following things about Brock Lesnar. Uh, he has a sweat machine. Uh, oh along, as, along with being a suplex machine, and uh, welcome to Sweat City. That's right. Welcome to Sweat City. And and Brock is also uh, if, if you see him around, um, see if you can you know offer him a uh, little something something for for some new tights because uh, oh there's not gosh. much left on those bad boys after that match. That was like he went to the discount store. <laughs> That or he's literally worn the same tights for 12 years and they finally could take no more. Oh, my God. That would actually be a great story if, if that, that were actually the case. It's like, ah, that they finally be. gave way. I guess I got to <sighs> retire now. Guess guess I got to gotta invest in some new ones. Uh, we also learned that uh, apparently in wrestling uh, with Roman and Jay, uh, they, they, they were moving at one quarter, if not one eighth impulse power, and uh, for a majority of the match. Uh, like they were uh, walking around in oatmeal that was slowly solidifying. Uh, no lie. No lie. Uh, as as uh, the man they called him has declared, the, the Superman punch uh, requires flight. There, there must be airtime for it to be Superman uh, qualified. And, uh, yeah, and apparently you have to have half a bottle of bourbon to actually believe that crap. Well... That, that helps. That does help. <laughs> and finally, uh, Uncle Todd doesn't know this, although I think the next next show Uh-oh. I'll be preparing the outline for. But but a, a, after this debacle, the man they call Tim has, has lost show topic choosing rights for at least one show. <laughs> oh, it's my myself, choice. I'm putting myself in the penalty box after that suggestion. <laughs> Sweet Moses. Good I, Lord. My, no, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. I was, I, uh, I, there was nothing typed in the chat. No, I wasn't insinuating oh, anything. I know. Hey, we all have a bad day, but damn, was this a bad day? <laughs> Good God, what, what, what have I done? Oh my gosh! I mean, so, with all that being decision, it's almost like we have to, you have to have Krusty the Clown on on the soundboard. They just go, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I I feel like I want to take up smoking after that. It's like a, oh. like a harrowing plane flight. Indeed. Well, with all that being said, we thank you again for the listenership. And as we as we lock up the, uh, the fences here on the range, as, as, as we secure the borders, and as we uh, close up the range for the evening. Oh, dear God, just, just get to the end. I'm dying here. <laughs> <laughs> just get to the end. I can't take you're, it. You're not going to be able to find your way out until sunrise. Anyway. I know. I have to feel my way through the dark. <laughs> Oh, he's going to be holding his laptop as a flashlight. Oh, sweet <laughs> Moses. Well, anyways, as we close up shop for the evening, we thank you again. Uh, and uh, as we like to, you know, wind oh you down. Please, get to the back and end. <laughs> I'm getting to it. You keep interrupting me. Uh, be safe. Be healthy. Be kind. Be good to one another. And uh, as, as we like to now close things out, you don't have Charlie to go home. Cole. Dear sweet God, sir. (laughs) And if you need to go in slower than freaking Roman Reigns with a limp. The end. (laughs) If you need folks, if you need if you need a little bit of sleeping material, oh my gosh, to this I'm telling show, you right or, now, I watch, swear. Or watch the main event of, Re- of SummerSlam. If Good I can God. reach through the screen, I'd <laughs> strangle you until you passed out. <laughs> All right, I think I'm done. It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon, what did you say? Can we help Steven get a peek? Damn! Just a, <laughs> that's it.
You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. <laughs> Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So say we all. So say we all. Call me? She won't call. That's it. That's it. That's not even it. A, not even a the end like that. That's how you're gonna end it. No, I, I ended it. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We're done. <sighs> Thank God. Now get the hell out of here.